And we are coming down in three, two, one. Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, is Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by Mark Sheen Washable. Nay, the Bad Guy Souls, Ooh. the Mass Cross Massey, and the Red Baron. How do we determine like whose takeoff is the right takeoff? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. One was really loud. I, ex- I exploded right uh, out of the gate. <laughs> a lot riding on this game. <laughs> well, I. You know, I, I think it's got to be the one that holds true. Now, I, I've crashed the majority of shows. I don't think you've ever not crashed. <laughs> Usually yeah. it's the end of the show when we're like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the beginning, we give you the benefit of the doubt. Nah, I've been crashing it right out of the gate. Yeah, it's been rough. Because I noticed there were shows where I was forgetting to crash, but other people crashed you. So if I crash you out of the gate, you always die. Every show. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. the Kenny Sunkist of our show? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Ken, Ken Blankenship. <laughs> <laughs> I could be a... Did no one watch that show on Spike 2, that MXC show? I know what you're talking about, but I don't think I've ever... <laughs> that show is so funny. No, no one watched that? What show was it? That The MXC. <laughs> nah. It was on Spike TV, like... You ever watch know. Last Man Standing on Fox? <laughs> well, hold on. So, <laughs> so this show, it was like an uh, Asian version of that Wipeout show. Oh yeah, but yeah, they, yeah, they dubbed over the announcers. <laughs> there was the one where they had to like fit the body in the shape, right? Yeah, yeah. K- Kendall, the show is so far up your alley. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. I, oh, I imagine man. it's not on anymore, but oh, YouTube it. <laughs> it's so funny. Speaking of YouTube, uh, I would like everybody who's present at the show today. I'd like you to remain after for a quick six-minute uh, YouTube video. I need to show you. All right. Um, the mass is the only one who won't get it. Everyone else will laugh very much. All the dogs ma- go to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Which you haven't watched yet. Nope. Just put it on. So, what are you drinking? Today, I'm drinking sip of sunshine IPA. Uh, <laughs> it's Lawson's finest. <laughs> Just letting you know that. Uh, now. I wouldn't expect him to go first today. So this is amazing. It is a India Pale Ale. If you haven't noticed yet, <laughs> Machin. I have from Back East Brewery the Infinite Universe IPA. On the bottom of the can, which is very funny, it says to infinity and beyond. <laughs> Shout out. Mass, Chris Massey. From Victory Brewing in Downingtown, Pennsylvania, I am drinking the Twisted Monkey. What kind of beer is it? I have no idea. It says it right underneath Twisted it's Monkey. A, <laughs> it's a Belgian style Blondel. With mango, which is my second least favorite fruit. Oh, can you give us a quick oh, monkey noise, Mass? Ooh, ooh, ah, ah. It's delicious. Not, not a lot of Mass, you're so good at the things like I would hope you to be good at. <laughs> <laughs> Souls and I have been watching a lot of Home Improvement lately. That show is so good, but it's so terrible. Oh, I love it. It's a lot of dirty jokes, dude. Yeah, a lot, there's a lot of like sexual innuendos in there, and like Wilson's hilarious. Oh, anyway, uh, facing earlier. Episodes. Red Baron. I, I know. I know everyone's thrown off because no one's really quite sure if we're on air or not. But what are you drinking? Oh goodness! <laughs> what an oversight. 
Uh, from, Guy doesn't have one beer before the show. Whole thing falls <laughs> off the rails. Uh, from Spencer, uh, Monk's IPA. Uh, it's an American tra- Trappist. Yep. Uh, it's very cool, very regal looking can. I'm up my alley. Where's it from? It is from Brewed and Canned by the Spencer Brewery Company, uh, Spencer, uh, Massachusetts. Now, have you know, that's the only brewery. They make a lot of like Trappist quads and stuff like that, like yeah. really heavy be- Belgian style beers. That's the only brewery that's not located in Belgium that's authorized to make Trappist ales. Really? Yep. Wow. And until this so they're big. Moment, they're big deal. I had no idea what that even was. I'd never heard of Trappist anything. I'm drinking from the Two Roads Brewery in Stratford, Connecticut. Lil Juicy. It is a DDHNE IPA. Say it again. A DDHNE IPA. There we go. Say it again. DDHNE IPA. Back A P I E N H D D. Works for me. It's a double dry hop New England IPA. Nice. Toast? Toast? All right, fine. Mark? Uh, my toast is to the New York Jets getting that first win. All Take right. that, Dallas. I got one <laughs> My toast is to the Washington Redskins <laughs> for getting their first win. Theirs doesn't count. <laughs> well, it counts for them. Someone had to win that game. I well, saw it could have ended in a 0-0 tie. Which would have been hilarious. It wasn't very clever. But or like a 2-2 two, two tie. <laughs> two, two. Like Both like hard. high snaps out of the back of the end zone. <laughs> right in. Is it the winner of the toilet bowl was the yeah. not very funny, but I enjoyed it. Well, it was no, it was the tank bowl. Oh, tank bowl for, yeah. for get on the fucking for slack, like an dude. upper Sorry. decker. I got you. Uh, there we go. Mass <laughs> toast of excellence. As much as it pains me to say it, is to the Seahawks for the best touchdown celebration yesterday, which was the bye 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 from NSYNC, and it was very very well executed. We ran train on that. Gianna Michaels. <laughs> was it Will Disney? <laughs> yeah, sad. Good thing I traded for that guy. Hey, me too. You're welcome, Mark. Fuck that. Traded him away. <laughs> it's a shame. It's a real shame. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Um, I think that's it, right? We could uh, we could toast him and crack. Did you say what yours was? Oh, no, I did not. I did not, actually. I'm glad I you don't think Kendall. Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kendall, did you just say yours was the toilet bowl? No, I was just laughing oh, about that. Oh, oh, I thought that was yours. I thought he stole yours. Oh, sorry. No, Go no, ahead, no. Kendall. But it's Justin Verlander uh, moving up to the second place all-time postseason strikeout leader, passing uh, Andy Pettit. 183. So, very cool. Very cool. Go, Justin Verlander. <laughs> <laughs> Yours to Ben Simmons. Nah, dude. Mine is to uh, the. Uh, you, didn't, you didn't do the right zoom in there. Could you yep, give me? No, I didn't. Oh man, just lost. Hold on, hold on. Technical difficulties. Come on, you're you're absolutely garbage at this stuff. Yeah, but real bad at it. That's just. Could you screenshot that? Send that to me. I can. What is that? Nothing. Um, <laughs> mine is to the New Jersey Devils for uh, really just making everyone's hopes and dreams just fall out of the toilet. They are the Cleveland Browns of the NHL. <laughs> Like a fall out of the toilet. <laughs> Everyone was just like, oh my god, look at this team. They got Jack Hughes, P.K. Subban. It's like... <laughs> Wait, they got who? <laughs> P.K. Subban! <laughs> so good. Love it. No, Love it. crack them. Crack them! Snap, crack them, pop. That was a rat turd in mine. <laughs> so I saw something today that I wanted to buy for Mock. 
but it was uh it was they were all damaged, so it wasn't really worth the five bucks. But uh, I was I was at uh, Savers today, which for those of you uh, sophisticated folk, Savers is like a Goodwill but blacker. Um, but they had a they do like hodgepodge like bags where there's just crap in there for stuff. So they had a um, Bell's and a Heineken can koozie, as well as a New York Giants flask. That's pretty cool. You know what's funny? Hmm. I have two of those, and they only come out once a year. The New York Giants flasks. So this was the, it was a Heineken and a Bell's can koozie. That's cool. And then there was the New York Giants flask, and it was five bucks. But the, the koozies were all like destroyed. So. so so I own three flasks, and they all always come out at the same time. Black Friday shopping. Black Friday. <laughs> really? That's, yeah. That's the time of the year they come out. Yeah, because we usually just end up at Foxwoods, <laughs> at the Tanger Outlets. Fair enough. Tangeray outlets. <laughs> I think it was last, last year. I think it was just me, Kyle, and Pat. And uh, yeah, <laughs> and we went up there, and we were playing roulette at this area in Foxwoods where the dealers are behind like a DJ booth, <laughs> and they're dancing to music while they play the game, and it's hilarious because they the guy we had looked like Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> I, yeah, we were there so late, <laughs> so late. No one bought anything. I lost money. Yeah, Kyle is actually handing out money to gamble with. There you go. He's like, "Hey, here's twenty dollars." All right. Kyle's like, he's not a gambling addict, but when you get him in the right environment, he is. You could see it. <laughs> like you could see it developing. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm totaling up scores from our. Oh, that had a pretty good fart earlier. Okay. What, what happened to it? <laughs> I made mock laugh. <laughs> it 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 tickled me pink. Oh, and it happened. Yeah, it's already oh, gone. It? Right, right oh, before we cracked the beers. Like, you oh. honestly didn't hear uh, it. No. Yeah, the it was, microphones picked it up. I it was hysterical. I missed it. it. It was pretty loud. Can you do it again? I don't think <laughs> I really want to total anybody else's. I'm pretty sure Kyle won this week in our divisional pick em thing. Well, he Besides... Had, he had Matt Ryan, Christian McCaffrey, and Austin Hooper. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Come on, really? Well, yeah, so, do, you wanna, do you want to dive into the game recaps? Yeah, let's do it. Mass, yeah, why don't you take care of it today? All right. So, starting off on Thursday night, we had the New Put York... Put some pep in your step. Get, New some... York football giants. No, I don't want you to be, like, from a different country. <laughs> so we don't need an accent. <laughs> You're not New Italian. Football... Yeah, the New York Giants. They fight to the Patriots and they lose. No, I don't want that. Yeah, that, that did, in fact, happen. <laughs> they, fought uh, the, they fought the fucking Patriots, yeah? <laughs> what are you, an Irishman? <laughs> All right, this is fine. From now on, I want you and Souls to tag team this. I want you to give the home team accent, and I want him to give the away team accent from the cities in which this they hail. This is not going to happen. So We'll do it one week. <laughs> yeah, we brought the baked beans! <laughs> so the Giants went into Foxborough attempting to knock off the Patriots. Um, they instead, they knocked themselves up. Oh. For the first half, things were looking decently close. Um, Giants defense seems like it was flummoxing Brady a little bit. Uh, caused a turnover. This guy's got a way better vocabulary than me. <laughs> Uh, then the second half came and the Giants didn't score again. Um, Jones looked a little shaken. Then again, he was playing with a uh, ghost of a receiving core. Who's their best wide receiver now? Golden, Golden Tate. Tate. We had Golden Tate. Yeah. Uh, the, the best memes came up from this loss, though. Like the one of him looking like uh, Daniel Jones looking disheveled and Eli with like the coat on or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know if you know this boy, but we beat the Patriots around here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, final score, 35-14 Patriots. 
Patriots advance to five and zero. Giants are down two and four. I think you guys are only we're a game out. Yeah, a game out with the division, which just goes to speak for that division. Yeah, how competitive it is. Um, then kicking off Sunday, nine a.m. in London, Panthers and Buccaneers. Uh, the final score, thirty-seven twenty-six, uh, suggests this game was a lot closer than it really was. Panthers gave Winston all he could handle all day long. I think he ended up throwing uh, three interceptions, five, four, five, five interceptions, four hundred yards, four hundred yards, four hundred yards though. Uh, five interceptions, four hundred yards. Fumbled twice. It was not a good day at the office for Jameis. Uh, Panthers just rolled. Um, you know. Panthers continue to show that they're not quite out of it as long as Kyle Allen's there. Gives questions for Cam Newton in the future. I think uh, Cam Newton lost his job. Trade him. I think he's well, done. They said he's done in Carolina. Like ten teams. Like he's done. How do you go back to him? This kid's won four straight. Is it four or five? He's won four straight. Four straight. For Chris McCaffrey won four games. But it but it doesn't matter. This kid went in and is he hasn't winning games. lost them. He he's winning games. It, it's. I think Cam's all done in Carolina. I do too. Which you tell people that three years ago, people call you fucking yeah, crazy. I mean, the, but Cam, I mean, keep in mind he was a guy poised to look like the next best quarterback in the league, and just hasn't lived up to it. Yeah. Well, after the Super Bowl, it kind of just derailed for him. Just... Got hurt and never came back from it. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, up next, we had the Seattle Seahawks at the Cleveland Browns. Um, that was so. Yeah. Um not the game the way you said it. Yeah, I know. Um again, Browns having their troubles, um continuing on their roller coaster, keep looking like they're gonna come back, and then they don't. Final score thirty two twenty eight. I don't think the Seahawks ever really lost control of this game. Um, they were down they were down decently but, in the beginning. But once they did or once they came back, I mean there and was they no decided, question. Hey Chris Carson Ran the ball like a beast again. Yep. I, I tell you, the more the season goes on, I think Russell Wilson's the best quarterback in the league this year. I wouldn't disagree with he that. He had to throw a pick, correct? Or has he thrown I a... don't think he has. He has not thrown a pick yet this season. Um, but speaking of the next game. Well, hold on. Baker yep. keeps throwing picks. Baker yeah, does keep throwing he's picks. He's throwing them in bunches. <laughs> hold on. All right. Um we're gonna give a timer. Of, a we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give a timer of thirty seconds. Kyle, go ahead. About what, man? We talk about this every week. The Browns are underperforming. They're, they, everyone thought they were gonna be a lot better than what they were. We, you know, they, they lost their best offensive lineman. It shows. The, their defense is not as good as everyone thought they were. You got a sophomore year slump out of Denzel Ward. I I don't know that they're not as good as everybody thinks. They're missing two of their top corners for going on what three weeks straight now. And it's the pass protection that's not there because right. Nick Chubb is still playing at a high level. Yeah. So it's just the the pass protection isn't there. It's just uh, Greg uh, holding offense number seventy three Robinson is on that line. You're always going to have <laughs> issues. All right. You're picking the draft. Yes, he was. Good job, Rams. Yeah, no kidding. Um, <laughs> at least we got Aaron Donald. That draft is a consolation pick, so I'm all right with the trade off. Um, next game: Texans and Chiefs. Final score: thirty-one twenty-four. Texans hand the Chiefs their second straight loss. There's some serious momentum shifts coming in the Riddler ranking, power rankings. Bum, bum, bum. Um, 
Mahomes throws his first interception of the year. Um, looks no, like he threw a pick last year, last week against the Colts. No, this no, this didn't. week was his first pick. He, he got banged up a lot. Yeah, he sucks. Um, Texans looked phenomenal, but then again, it's hard not to against that Chiefs defense. <laughs> Um, well, Texans have looked good all year. Yes, but again, it's hard not to yeah. against that defense. Um, Tyreek Hill came back in a pronounced way, had what I might consider the play of the week with that uh, catch over up into the end zone. Uh, just a beautiful snag out of the air. I think he elevated like three feet. Glorious. Um, <laughs> Glorious. Glorious. Um, but... Chiefs continue to have defensive struggles, and I think it's going to take them out of a lot more games down the line if they don't do something to address it before the trade deadline. Team figured them out. Well, you know, we're seeing less of, you know, Mahomes taking over games and just, you know, balling out, as they say. It's been I more, think he's playing hurt, too. More yeah. conservative that that ankle is, is hurting him. I, I don't know if it's that. I think it's teams are they're getting five yards a rush, then another five yards. So they're running it down their throat, time ticking away. Yep. If they have keep, a three and out, keep the ball out of their keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands, you win the game. They're literally screwed. Because defense ain't gonna win them the game. The defense is trash. Yeah. And All the right. secondary and path defense. Yes. Right. Wow. And rush defense. Um up next we had the most electrifying game of the week in the Miami Dolphins and the Washington Redskins. Right. The Rock was uh, there. Final score seventeen sixteen Dolphins. Um Dolphins almost tied it at the end. Almost tied it. Uh I know. They they could have tied it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I think that just speaks uh to the fact that the oh. Dolphins may or may not be striving for that number one overall pick. But um I story of the game, who cares? <laughs> it was that kind of game. Well you know what's funny? If they wanted to you know, like keep intact their winless record and by that going for two, that's kinda of like a huge middle finger <laughs> to like the fans. It's just kind of funny. Everyone who paid to go to the, that game that day, like, hey look, we're gonna play for overtime. Nope. <laughs> but I mean, that's not really what happened, but it would just be funny if that was their intention. Which, funny, strong word. I don't know if it's funny, but it's it's, it's definitely something. The one thing, though, that was a bright spot, that rookie receiver for the Redskins is pretty good. Yes. Does he have a name? Trey McLaurin. I was getting there, but I said yes. <laughs> Ruined the flow of the conversation. <laughs> who who was the quarterback for it? Was it Keenum? Yes. Should have been Colt McCoy. So are they just not going to play Haskins? He's apparently the future, and they don't want to risk him. Yeah, that was that a was lot. a quote from the interim head coach who I can't I mean, remember I, who it is. I mean, I guess I get it, but... And you know, I miss who was in, uh, interim coach for Redskins that... Excuse me. Brian Callahan. Is it? They really want Mike Tomlin. I saw that. See, the thing, they would give him complete control. I thought that was interesting. Imagine that, a coach trade... <laughs> We've seen that happen before. Give us a second round pick. (laughs) Please. That's not going to happen. All right. Moving on. Next game. uh, The Philadelphia Eagles at the Minnesota Vikings. Final score, 20 to 38 Vikings. Um, Big story. Stephon Diggs bitches enough. Catches three touchdowns. Gets 167 yards on the day. Um, 
I believe that Kirk Cousins' record against winning teams now is now six and twenty-one, <laughs> which is just very funny to me. But um, see, that's another thing. I, I, I like. Yes, we know Diggs was complaining like publicly, but this was also a team that last year was passing the ball abundantly, and then this year Cousins was averaging like eleven passes a game. So I could see why the the passing weapons were getting frustrated, but. I mean, finally, I, I think he had what thirty-ish attempts. Yeah, uh, I Kirk mean, Cousins went twenty-two for twenty-nine for three hundred and thirty-three yards and four. I think it's just their game plan week to week. Because they know that the Eagles' secondary is hurt. But but here, I mean, what did what did Dalvin Cook have? Numbers. Uh, Dalvin wise? Cook rushing. Uh, let's see. Let me go into the box score real quick. Uh, Dalvin Cook was not even the leading rusher. See, so that's why I mean he was getting stuff so that so they didn't just stick to it. They they changed the plan up and started airing the ball out, and they have I mean probably the best one two combo at receiver in the league. So I mean they have to throw the ball. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting. Like why complaining when you're winning? It, it's it, it was weird too how he was complaining because it wasn't like he was out there saying throw me the ball. Throw it was just kind of like I he wasn't traded. saying anything. Then, like, the trade thing happened, he would, like, smile. No, I mean, like, he wasn't really saying anything with words. That nonverbal it was, communication. It was his eyes. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that, that offense can be explosive if they, they throw the ball. Sorry, go on. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, New Orleans Saints go into Jacksonville. Uh in which I consider to probably be the second most boring game of the week in 13 to six victory for the saints. Um, Ted Bridgewater goes 24 for 36 for 240 yards. Uh, Fournette averages, I think five yards a carry Thomas gets, uh, uh, 10 yards a catch. He went, uh, eight receptions for 89 yards. Um, not a whole lot of firepower in this game. A lot of defense. A lot of defense. Yep. Saints um, went ugly, just like they probably planned. But, I mean, I... So now there, there's another one. I mean, Bridgewater, what, now has won four straight? Yep. Four straight so, starts. So if Breeze resigns and plays again, is Bridgewater on the Saints next year? Because, I mean, this this guy, he's proving he can win well, in Brid- the NFL still. Did Teddy only sign a one-year deal? It was either a one or two. I, I'm not sure. But even, I know Breeze. I'm pretty sure this is the last year of his contract. So, I mean, if they keep him, I, I don't well, see. Here's the thing. Like, besides, you know, the Dolphins and the Redskins, you're looking at it. What team really, really needs a quarterback? Chicago. Um. Well, you got Cincinnati. If you don't think they're just going to draft one. You got oh, they, they could. But again, I mean, you could draft one or you can sign a guy that's winning games in the NFL right now. You got Tennessee. You got the Bucks. I, I yeah, the Bucks would be a good one. <laughs> well, I think you need a team that's kind of in a position of, like, you know, hey, we're we're basically there in order to fit somebody as a proven winner into that. You could, know, could be the, like you, you said, know, the Bucks. It could be the Bucks. I don't see it being the Titans. They pretty much have that same quarterback now, just sucks more. <laughs> but I mean, really, I mean, yes, you can always go out and draft a quarterback, but would you rather Broncos? trade or sign someone well, that's winning right now? If you're the Bucks, I can see you signing one. 
if you're like the Dolphins, you're going to draft him. The Broncos but, could very easily go out and sign but him. He, I know but they even, have. Even if you're the Dolphins, like I understand they they want one of these young, you know, the the rookies coming up. But even with the number one, you don't know what you're going to get. You yeah, you have all the draft picks. You got to take a quarterback. But again, you don't. <laughs> you could sign a Teddy Bridgewater and then draft pieces for him because that that Dolphins team has nothing. There's nothing there. So I I'm not I I think they draft a quarterback. But if they go out and sign a Bridgewater. Now you could go and draft a receiver, a running back, and defensive pieces, and kind of you know, and your mother, jumpstart the rebuild. It, it's just, I, I think he can go and make a big impact on another team if he doesn't, you know, if Breeze comes back. Maybe the Steelers yeah. could be the Steelers, Kyle. I don't think I don't so. Know. It's, uh, the Steelers are kind of in an interesting position themselves right now, but we'll get there. We'll also, get there. too, I want to make a motion for calling this. Ted Bridgewater. Ted Theodore. Yeah. Theodore the, Bridgewater. You know, let's grow up here. Ted. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals go into Baltimore to try and knock off the Ravens and do not succeed. Final score, Ravens 23, Bengals 17. Hung tough early, and that went away quickly. <laughs> I was hopeful for him. They start off the game with the kick return for a touchdown. That's and what like, I mean. It's like, hey, okay. this is what you got to do. Let's and, then, and then the Ravens are like, hold on. <laughs> no, 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 no. You guys Calm are, down now. You guys are terrible. <laughs> know your role. The Bengals are just going to be bad all year. Yeah. Who is the worst team, the Bengals or the Dolphins? Dolphins. We'll find out when they play each other. Do they play each other? They do. Do they actually? Yes. Because the AFC North played the AFC East. Gross. All right, anybody want to throw in anything to this game? Because it's kind of what it sounds like. Ravens just kind of all yeah, over the... Yeah, Bengals, they played well in the beginning. 23-17, they played with them. Ravens defense is kind of a concerning factor for them. Because teams are scoring on them. It's not like they're dominating other offenses. No. Like they have in years past. No, absolutely not. Um, All right, we're going to... Mention the score of this game. We're going to move on. Uh, 49ers coming to Los Angeles for a home game. Uh, knock off the Rams 20-7. to And that's the final score. We don't need to talk about it again. Next game. Nope. Real quick, it's an interesting thing you said there about uh, it seemed like a home game for the 49ers. There's a sea of red yeah. in, that, in that crowd. Yeah. It was... 49ers are... 49ers are for real. Oh, good. You know, the defense is sharp, you know... Uh, They're not going to make mistakes. No. 49ers are for real, but I will say that that defense is what's carrying that team, not the offense. Garoppolo, I, I, he threw a pick, but Garoppolo, he's kind of a, a game Threw a pick, dropped a fumble, didn't do anything to win them the game. That's the end of the story. Yeah, and um, running back situation is pretty pretty good, I guess, there in San Fran. They're doing a good job. Got a good committee. Yeah. Uh, biggest stories: Rams are now without their starting left guard for the rest of the season. Torres ACL. Your left uh, guard? Yeah. Nice. We mi- we're missing our right guard for the rest of the season. Playoff contenders down the, the toilet. Exactly. Um, we'll see you. We'll see you in the in the mid teens in the draft. Perfect reload. Um, up next, Falcons at Cardinals. <laughs> so. 
Falcons looking to get their second win of the season come in and do not fall short at the end of the game trying to beat the Cardinals. Cardinals win 34-33. That probably misses the extra point. That's funny. They're getting beat for the majority of the game. Come back. Give up the points late. Drive down. Score. Miss. It's just like it's... I think his son was depressed. Like, real disappointed. I was telling Massey, I had picked up Matt Bryant in all my leagues to, for, for a kicker. I said this the, Sunday morning, I saw, you know, he's been dropped by a billion teams. Like, oh, he must be hurt. So I dropped him. And I'm glad I did <laughs> because that would have sucked. Who'd you pick up instead? Oh, just a bunch of people. Like, the, the Seahawks kicker. Uh, like a bunch of name. kickers? <laughs> for, all, for all the leagues. Uh-huh. I, I didn't. I like to stick with one guy, but I was like, ah, you, you look good. <laughs> Um, yeah, he also missed a field goal. Did he? Yeah. Rats. You, Matt Bryant just missed an extra point. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, but extra points are minus five when you miss. Are they? Yep. Um, Take that, souls. Hey, can you get my book out of the bag, please? No. It was a pass-happy day because neither of the defenses were really stopping the ball in the air. Matt Ryan went 30 for 36 for 356 yards uh, and four touchdowns. Kyler Murray went 27 for 37 for 340 yards and three touchdowns. Um, I mean, running games weren't really there. Devonta Freeman rushed for uh, under 90 yards. David Johnson rushed for even less. He ran for 34. Um, Is he hurt again? David Johnson? Yeah. No. I thought um, that he got hurt. Austin Hooper led the day for the uh, Falcons, though. Has the most catches by any tight end in the league right now, and I believe the most yards, too. Uh, coming up in the end of his contract, you're interesting to see what happens with him. Probably stay put. Um, <laughs> but uh, Welcome to the Patriots. Very fire-happy game between two meh teams, and the meh is team one out. Um, it's a dry heat mostly, though. Yeah. Um, next game, Tennessee goes into Denver. Looking to get, get their third win. Does not happen. Broncos shut him out 16-0. Uh, Mariota ends up benched for the game. Uh, Tannehill comes in, I believe, in the third quarter. Uh, ends up outperforming uh, t- uh, outperforming Mariota. Um, and Broncos' defense looked pretty good. I don't know if it was the <laughs> Titans' offense looking like crap, but their offensive line <laughs> ain't looking it, great right now. It was now. a good mix. <laughs> uh, Bless you. I love the quote that Mike Brave will get gave at the end of the game. Though it was, uh, how can you explain uh, Mariota's decline since you've got here? And he goes, "I guess I'm just not a very good coach." <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, fact of the matter is, <laughs> <laughs> I that, suck. Yeah, that was the end of that story. Um, Do you guys buy in that the Broncos trade away pieces before the yes. deadline, like defensive? Like, is Von Miller going to be traded? Probably no. not. Gary yeah, Wolf might be. You don't think if a contender calls up for a first rounder, they don't move him? For a first rounder? No, you're giving me more than that for Von Miller. How old is he? I don't think he's 30 yet. Who wears fake glasses so he can't be that good? Because <laughs> he was drafted the same year as Cam, so he's got to. Uh, oh, Von Miller Cam is one. actually 30 years old, so he's 30 now. Um, Pretty good. I, yeah, I would I would take more than a first round pick to give Von Miller up. Um, I, I mean, think he, that Chris Harris gets moved by the end of this or by uh, by the trade deadline. 
Well, for me, I think it's if, if one goes, then it's kind of like a fire sale. I think yeah. if, if it's either all or none, if, if you know, if, if that is a thing, that, that's kind of why I see it. Pretty much buy one, get one free is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, a BOGO. From, from I'll pay for a BOGO right Pretty now. Pretty much a little who's BOGO. Their start- there. <laughs> who's, start- who's their starting left guard right now? Uh, they don't have you don't want either. any of those. They're not very good. All right, there. let's wrap. Let's keep going. All right. We still got to get the fantasy shit and stuff before we go to play. All right, we got two more games to go through. Uh, Cowboys go into New York trying to get <laughs> get above five or uh, continue beyond 500. Do not get there. Get knocked off by the Jets for their first win, 24-22. Um, Sam Darnold cemented his case for the MVP award. Um, Cowboys. And the vitamin C award too. No kidding. Uh, Cowboys look like Jason Garrett got very upset that the offense. Who the fuck let these two have a conversation on the mics? (laughs) (laughs) You guys just let it happen. Um, I can out dad joke you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jason Garrett looked like he got jealous of the offense doing well. So he took the role back over and just. Ran the Cowboys offense into the ground. They have not looked the same in the last couple of weeks. You think if he loses next week, he gets fired? No. <laughs> <They'll give him laughs> I don't think he lasts the whole season. He's the white Marvin Lewis. This is the guy. <laughs> He's Jerry the last Jones year of his came contract. in and fired Tom Landry on his white first Marvin day. Lewis. He's stuck with Jason Garrett for a decade. Jason Garrett makes it through the season. <laughs> hot, hot take mass. He's in the last year of his contract. I don't think he gets uh, retained after this year. But I don't think yeah, he's fired. Thing, you can't really fire him because who's going to run the team when they're in the playoff race? Rob yeah, Bernard. that's the thing. They're still in the playoff hunt. Like Big Whoop, they go three and four. But if the Eagles lose, they're also three and four. Like it's they're not losing to division opponents. Well, what we've got to win next week. What I'm saying, I'm saying, okay, fine. I didn't know they were playing each other, so fuck off. <laughs> but like, even if the you yeah, fuck you, Kyle. If the Cowboys win that game, then they're what? They're going to be three and zero in the division. At just uh, above 500. Yeah. And if they lose, they'll still be 2-1 and one in the division. So, like, a game behind this. If the Eagles were fucking... If the Eagles were, like, 5-1, and one, are they going to be different? But they're not. Right. Or if the Giants were 6-0? Almost. They could be. Almost. One win away, right? Yeah. Um. Then we get to Sunday Night Football. Uh, <clears throat> Steelers go have a home game in L.A., Knock off the Chargers 24-17. Um, I'll tell you, if I'm a Ram or a Charger, I'm pretty nervous about even when they complete my stadium. Yeah. Not playing in front of a home crowd. Yeah, absolutely. Because the Chargers, that was like the big talk for them last year. The Chargers, like, we feel like we play 16 road games every year. Because they do. Well, ever since they left San Diego. Even the freaking Steelers Twitter, did you see that? They're like, we were told we landed in L.A. a couple hours ago. And then <laughs> Why they is there just so many Steelers fans out there? You know, it's funny, the Chargers, they played Renegade uh, in the stadium kind of as a, as a prank, and it turned into uh, uh, Never Gonna Give You Up, so they tried to, like, <laughs> roll the, the Steelers, but it, it didn't work. The Steelers fans just went nuts because they heard the intro to Renegade, so. Yeah, probably just took, all, they probably just took all the females there and was like, hey, uh, just so you guys know, Ben's here, and if you don't put on the Steelers jersey, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't go back to your hotel. Uh, Steelers. He was, def- definitely, he was definitely there. Yeah. They said he wasn't there. He probably wasn't. He probably wasn't on the sideline, but he was there. Steelers Prowling. defense looked pretty good. Uh, Devin Bush. No, do you have Devin Bush or Devin White? Devin, Devin Bush. Bush. You have Devin Bush. Devin Bush, Bush. with uh, two takeaways. Uh, scored on one of them. Well, the um, first one was more Philip Rivers being a dummy. No, that wasn't Philip Rivers' fault. Throwing it backwards. Yes, to it is. Uh, to a running back who didn't catch it. 
because it was so far away from him. He had his hands on it. No, he didn't. Yes, he, he did. Yeah, 100% did. <laughs> no, he didn't. I don't remember him touching a ball. But you remember wrong, then. It was sloppy. Regardless, it was sloppy. Anyways. It was, it was sloppy. It was a bad play, but it, I mean, like, should Philip Rivers have thrown that ball? Probably not. But the running back, there's, he should have. There's no way that he should have and made no effort to get to it. Which running back was it? I think it was Eckler. I don't remember. But it was funny. Uh, Bush initially was signaling for, like, incomplete. He's like, oh, wait a minute. And he scooped it up after after the fact. The only the only takeaway, the only, like, knock I have on Devin Bush from last night's game was just he's got to start – he's got to be careful. Because a lot of these young kids, especially at the linebacker position, they come in, especially when they have their big blow-up game, they start jawing. And that's what he did. He got in Keenan Allen's face and started jawing. He got a penalty against them and then missed three tackles on that entire drive. And it yeah, just you, you, it's a good way to look foolish. And people don't take you seriously when you start looking foolish like that. It, I'm not saying he's not a great player. I'm just not saying he's the next best talent linebacker. He very well could be. But you just I'd, I'll never understand why a rookie would jaw their mouth to a veteran, especially in a, when you're winning as big as you are. That doesn't right. make any sense to me. I agree. I well, hate you figure players. Bell and Brown left, so someone else got to step up, <laughs> take those reins. Yeah, but Bell didn't actually. I know, Kyle, come on. <laughs> Don't start analyzing the joke. <laughs> Where is where you went wrong? <laughs> Hockem Sockem Robots there. Uh, yeah, was pretty bad. Dropped a touchdown. Dropped a touchdown. Yeah. But Good yeah. thing I didn't trade for him. <laughs> so <laughs> any, Our uh, deal is off. Anything else? Can I go into fantasy? We good? Go into fantasy. All right. So, as of right now, for the uh, weekly division pick fantasy thing that we do, as of right now, we have uh, the Mass is the loser, because he didn't pick a team. So, private stock. Nope, it's private stock, bud. It's private stock. We've been doing it every week. I'll take private stock. (laughs) Coming in uh, third, as of right now, is... Or fourth, as of right now, is Kendall. <laughs> but that's because Kendall has 80 points, and the rest of his team is playing right now. <laughs> so he, Kendall, had, Kendall put up 80 points with Thielen, Diggs, and Dalvin Cook. Wow. And then he still has Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, Marvin Jones, Jim Graham, um, uh, on Johnson, and Prater going. So that could very, very easily change. So no, no real Packers there, huh? Just Rodgers and... Big James? Yeah, I don't really like the Packers <laughs> all that much. I just picked him for the quarterback. You know, Sitting points. in third is Moxine Washable, who had the, uh, I forgot to do divisions. Uh, he had the AFC North. Uh, his big point getters were Lamar Jackson and Nick Chubb. And, Chubb, Chubb, Chubb. And, and James Conner. Uh, but he suffered the same fate I did. I came in second was he had a lot of big point getters and then a lot of like low single digit point yep. getters. Yep. Which is what I did. I had the AFC West. Uh, my big point getters were... Mahomes, uh, Tyreek Hill, and Hunter Henry, and Denver's defense. But then again, <laughs> Hunter Henry, a lot of guys that just did nothing. And then uh, in first place, as of right now, is Kyle Souls, who picked the NFC South. His big point getters were kind of just everybody. Everybody did really well. I mean, his only single point guy was Will Lutz, but you'd expect that. Uh, and the Saints defense. But Hooper put up 25. Evans and Jones both put up 18. McCaffrey put up 21, Matt Ryan put up 38, so Winston had 17, so just a uh, good day at the office for Kyle. But yeah. but he has 178 points. If if Kendall can manage to put up 100 points, or 99 points, with his guys tonight, see what happens. Fingers crossed. Did you say 190? No, 99. I said 100. <laughs> I was going to say, oh my god. 
I got a so lot of negatives. I do so have to. I, unfortunately, I do have to keep the uh, the score. Hopefully, this game moves along quickly so we can um, we can do our picks on the show. But uh, yeah. So as of right now, Kyle would be in first place, but Kendall looking to creep his way up through the rankings. Well, he's the right guy to creep. Mm-hmm. Damn good. And then moving too. on to the Getting Sports with Drunk League. Actually, both Getting Sports with Drunk Leagues. So we're going to start off with the the GSWD Bush League. Which one? The, that's the, There's only one GSWD Bush League. That's the hockey. Oh, okay. Fantasy hockey. And the reason I named it that, I know it confused Mock. I don't know if it confused anybody else. But in hockey, like... The beer leagues, they're, they're called bush leagues. Like that's what that's you know in hockey when you like take a, like a, a cheap shot at someone, it's, they call it a bush league move. You know, like that. Yeah, so yeah. But after the so we had the first week set in the books. So in first place is uh, J Mart with team name Moves Like Jaeger, Jaeger, Jaeger. I think that's Jeff, right? Yeah, Moves yep. Like Jaeger. Yeah, he went he went ten three and one for a total of twenty one points. Then in second place was Feel the Burns, which is Mock. Nope, nope. Who's Feel the Burns? Mass? Nope. Souls? It's no, Jeff is feel the burns. Who's moves like Yager? Moves like Yager is oh, okay. Chris. Well, <laughs> Jesus Christ, you guys are fucking three people over there sitting on their phones just fucking <laughs> no, texting. I'm looking at it now. <laughs> so the mass oh. is in first place at 10 3 and 1 with 20 points. Jeff's in second place at 8 4 and 2 with 18 points. I'm in third place at 8 5 and 1 with 17. The Red Baron is 5 8 and 1 with 11. Krug crew. That's me. Is Mock at four, eight, and two with ten points, and last place is Kyle Soul's team. The only one me and I got we got to come up with some fun names. But is uh, at three, ten, and one. I don't understand fantasy hockey at all because every it's, time I check it, nobody is playing that day. Every time I check it, it's no game, no game, no game, no well, game. Well, it's because no it's still the beginning of the season. No, I know. So there's like a lot of like loophole type of things. Like, it, it, but it's kind of like baseball. Like everybody plays on the weekends, and people take stretches off during the week. Now, the one thing in hockey that you're going to get that's going to really fuck with you guys as we get in the middle of the season is hockey has bye weeks. Yeah. So there's weeks where teams just don't play. Hockey is the same thing as baseball, though. So our scoring goes, it's, Kyle's already destroying me in a lot of these things. (laughs) Um, But it goes in goals, assists, plus minus, power play points, shorthanded points, game-winning goals, face-offs one, hits, and blocks. So obviously in all of those, you want the bigger numbers. (laughs) Bless, bless the bigger you. number wins. In gold, in the goaltenders categories, there's wins. Obviously, you want the highest number. Your goals against average, you want the lowest number on that. Your saves, you want the highest number. And then your save percentage, you want the highest number. So that's really how it works. Mock, I looked into it. I'm going to continue to look into it. I haven't found a way to change the wires where if you pick somebody up, you play them that day. <laughs> it's the same thing in hockey. But it, it's just so fun. Like, I'm telling you, I check it every morning. Mm-hmm. I look at it. And every time it's just no games, pretty much all the way to, and I'm like, all right, I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> so, Mock, did you decline my trade? No, I think it's just pending. <laughs> no, it's not on my thing anymore. Oh, I never declined it. Maybe, maybe it just expired. So we have to talk and see if this is something you want to do. Because it probably did expire, you piece of just shit. Give him taste, man. Listen, it's right. not that I don't want to give him Moving on to the Getting Sports with Drunk Football League. Um, starting up first, we had. Uh, carry on my wayward son, beating Macaroni and Breeze. Um, bullshit. She only won because Amari Cooper and Emmanuel Sanders She's both a name thief. left in the first minute of each game. Um, up next was Chris's team losing to Eric's team, one twenty four to one hundred eight. 
Uh, third on the, the chart was Kyle Soule's team, currently losing 128 to 137 to the Masses team. Um, but he has people going tonight, Prater and Jones. He's projected to win as of right now. Actually, I have Gallaudet and Jones in that. Okay, whatever. Uh, Tyler's team got absolutely demolished demolished by the Geist's loose B, 135 to 69. <laughs> and Hockam Sockham Robots came up short against Roger Dodger, 118 to 154. And that will only get bigger. So there you have it. team is so bad. Who's? My brothers. Yeah, but I'm in last. No, it's just how his team, like, performed. It's just funny. I can't fucking catch a break. Everyone keeps getting injured. I lost my quarterbacks to start the year, traded for a quarterback. My receivers got injured. Well, while we're on the topic, you want to do pickups? Yeah, you can go ahead and do that. So, had a bit of a jump around again in the standings here. Uh, In first place is... Down with Mock, I believe oh, that's Tlaib's Kyle. Tlaib's on IR, too? Uh, Kyle's at a 45 and 30. Then Just Win Baby is 43 and 32 in second place. Nose Picker is in third at 42 and 33. I am tied there at 42 and 33. The Mass is 36 and 29. And Jeff bringing up the rear, 27 and 48. He's getting to 500. He'll get there. Uh, I don't think Mass did any picks this week. Mass did not. He completely forgot, and he thought he did. Did you lose in every fantasy thing this week? <laughs> not in everyone. So real quick, before we go off to the break, we're gonna go to break. I, I just want to. I brought a decoration for the room that I wanted to share with you guys. Oh, he's taking oh, his shirt off. Oh my God, Mass is taking his shirt off. <laughs> the oh my split. God, they're hugging. <laughs> All right, so I bought. I got this. I didn't buy it. I got it. For the, the show, I think you guys will appreciate it. Not nearly as much as I will, but um. I wish would he stand up. You should use the other mic. This one. <laughs> Just kind of walk around with it. Oh, I can figure out. Is it a lemon? It's not even it's plugged, not plugged in. in. No, it's not well, there's the other one there. All right, guys, you ready? Can I get everyone just to close their eyes? Right, eyes are closed. I don't want you guys to see it. I'm serious. Please keep your eyes closed. Eyes are closed. It's riveting radio. What? You guys can Yarp. talk with your eyes closed. But I can't. <laughs> Never yeah, I'll fall now. over. <laughs> Is it too late to give up on my season? Shut up. Man. All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I didn't even know he was a sponsor. We have here a Jay Cutler Dos Equis. <laughs> it says unofficial beer sponsor of quarterback beer sneaks. Hey, he's throwing that ball to Bud Light. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. Yeah. I like that. That's hilarious. Can we put him next to John? Can they be friends? That would be a lethal duo. Jump, <laughs> All right, so we're going to go to break. We'll be back in about five to ten minutes, and then we're going to cover the uh, NBA Western Conference. If you missed last week's show, we did a kind of a season preview breakdown of the NBA's Eastern Conference, and Souls is going to take the reins on the Western Conference. Correcto mundo. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back in about five to ten minutes. And, and now, back, back to, to getting, getting sports, sports with Drunk, drunk on the PPRN Radio, Radio Network. Network. Welcome back to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by... Assholes? Mock. Degenerates? Ah. <laughs> nope. Porn. We, I, I didn't hear the buzzer. Are we back? Oh, we're back. <laughs> are, we, are we better than ever? Eh. No, we are. We we're are. about as average as ever. <laughs> we knew where we were at. Hey, uh, we got a new special <laughs> guest in the studio, though. Paul, tell him who's joining us. Uh... Jay Cutler. <laughs> he was the Dos Equis college football It was sponsor. awesome. He showed up just before the break. He sat down, and I feel really great about it. Well, he's it. standing. Well, 
All right, so since he's the college sponsor, one guest around the room, where did he get? Tulane. Vanderbilt. All right. Am I right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Can did I you guess actually again? guess? I think I knew that. Okay. Wake Forest. <laughs> guess the again. <laughs> Caltech. Oh, no. <laughs> How'd you know that? You know what? It's funny. I don't know. That's <laughs> the one you know? Yeah, like, I don't know. Like... It was kind of a guess, but I think I feel like I knew that. Well, you wouldn't have guessed Vanderbilt if you didn't know. <laughs> I thought Kyle looked at me funny because he was like, "That's a basketball school. It's <laughs> a better basketball." School, but... Speaking of basketball, oh man, I made a mistake. Killer segue. <laughs> I told you about this week ago. Yeah, and you didn't do it, did you? I read. I just don't remember a fucking thing I read. <sighs> you guys are all worthless. Thanks. Except you, Paul. All right. Yeah, we'll remember that, Kyle. Well, just I wait. told you this a week ago. Actually, seven weeks ago. It was not seven weeks. Two. You don't even know what you were doing seven weeks ago. Probably worked. It was on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was asleep in my recliner. Probably that, too. <laughs> Hand in my pants. Yeah. Watching some so, wiffle ball. Uh, it would be something. I, it would be like a, a draft class. Like an NBA draft video from like 2008. I was going to say 09. Did I fell asleep too? <laughs> well, no, you searched it, but it kind of progressed. You know what I mean? Watch it. Yeah, I, you would. I've landed no, on usually it. what happens is, is Kyle starts watching like NBA 2K like like rebuild videos or something like that. And then when you go in his – that he falls asleep to that about 2 o'clock in the morning. And then at 8 in the morning when you go into his room, there's like some like mid like 2000s all-star game on. <laughs> it's usually like 03. <laughs> Somewhere it circles there. back to like a previously viewed video. Yeah, exactly. All right, so we, last week, as I uh, said before the break, we broke down kind of like a, our preseason like breakdown predictions, uh, where, what we kind of see and expect from the teams for the Eastern Conference. This week, we're going to do the Western Conference. Correcto mundo. So we are going to start see. with one of the biggest question marks going into the next season. Everyone's favorite team. The Phoenix Suns. They went uh, 19 and 63 last year, which was good enough for the second worst record in basketball and worst in the Western Conference. Um, their projected depth chart for the start of the 2019 season is Ricky Rubio at point guard and Devin Booker at shooting guard, Kelly Oubre Jr. and Dario Sarge at the forward positions, and DeAndre Ayton holding down the center. Uh, notable backups include Michael Bridges, Aaron Baines, Tyler Johnson, and Frank Kaminsky. They're gonna be better. Like, Wait, like twenty games better? Yeah. Like not like they're not gonna win thirty nine games. They're gonna win twenty games. They're gonna no, go I think they're winning like close to thirty. I don't know. You got but, another year out of experience for Aiden. You actually got a point guard there, which they haven't had in forever. But their bench is trash. Like real bad. Like, their starting five isn't good. But their bench is even worse. But they're better than... Kyle, you're going to sit here and tell me Aaron Baines and Frank Kaminsky are going to make a difference on that team? Yes. Yeah. Did you see who they were last year? Where they were? Like, who they had. They had Dragon Bender. Okay. Dragon. At least they had, like, one of those Avatar guys. I guess. <laughs> I, don't know, I, I think they'll be better. Someone really good at, like, yoga for dragons. I think... I think the addition of Rubio is going to actually give them something that they haven't had in a long time. Yeah, a 30-plus point-per-game average from Devin Booker. <laughs> I'd like to talk Aaron Baines just for a second. Uh, who is he? 
He played for the Celtics. Yeah, he's, he's a white guy. He's a white tall guy that played for the Celtics. Okay, all right. Kind of falls in that Kelly Olynyk, but can't shoot threes category. All right. I've heard the name before, and I've never put a name to a face. He's a beard, red beard. Kind of looks like you. Oh, so am he's, I just Aaron Baines? For me, the thing I'm most excited about. <laughs> the, the biggest like, question for me is: can, can Dario Sarge kind of provide that spark that he did? Granted, it was off the bench more often, but can he can he get back to that kind of like? spark form he had in Philly because he just was not used and when he was used he didn't play well in yeah he didn't Minnesota, Minnesota at all no he it just didn't fit in it wasn't a good fit the schemes were terrible so can can he kind of bring that back to fruition at a starting caliber position for the Phoenix Suns he's gonna get the playing time but can he produce we know what we have in Devin Booker and Kelly Oubre and Ricky Rubio so can DeAndre Ayton take that next step at the center position and can Dario Sarge kind of return to form slash improve upon? And if they don't, they'll just be right where they are now. Suck. Yeah. Nothing. Very simple. Yeah. They progress, they're better. So at any point, is it a lack of experience uh, from, from being a young team? But it doesn't sound like it. it just Well, the Suns is just bad. Like, their coaching decisions have been bad. They're... Is there any positives for the team? Yeah, they got Monty Williams now, who I think is a very good coach. He was a coach of the Pelicans a while ago, assistant for the Sixers. So he had pedigree of winning. He had pedigree of being a head coach. Pedigree of Hunter Hurst. Better than the guy they picked last year who I never even heard of. I don't happen to pronounce his name. Pronounce his name. Can't. I don't remember. <laughs> All right. Madonna Phoenix? Yeah. All right, let's move on to the Dallas Mavericks. I'm going to be going from bottom to top here in the Western Conference because I don't remember how I did this last week. So I did it by divisions, but... Um, I did do it by divisions, which is how I wanted to do it this year, so this week. So hold on for a second, uh, Kendall. Won't you tell me? Can, tell me about Mox's first, first car. Mox's first car. I think Mox's first car was uh, it was the the, the Chubaru, I, I believe, wasn't it? The, um, yes, sir. I don't remember what year it was. It was a no, 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 no. It was a ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. It was oh, black. Yep. Black. Um, Hit a rock once. Gray bottom. I was going to say, he beached it on a rock. Hit a rock pretty good one time. Uh, Ever since then, the car pretty much went downhill. Yeah. Now, you turned into the rock. Is that what happened? So, here's what happened. It was uh, Souls and myself. We were leaving Vito's house, and a guy kind of cut me off around a turn. I was looking at my phone trying to pick music. Yep. And uh, so, so, I was looking at the radio, and when I looked back up, this guy was coming in front as we were turning. So, I kind of swerved right. Curb, rock, rock, car was done. But it didn't total it. No, just just bent the arm a bit, and then from there, a lot of things went wrong. Then he got the other car, which was more impressive. Ooh. Well, no, after that was the Jeep. Yeah. The Jeep was good. No, you can put the key in. No, no, no. that wasn't the Jeep. No? That was, that was the Explorer. That was my favorite feature on any car. Wow. Yeah, you, you take the key out of the ignition while you're driving. While you're driving. Just rip the yeah. key out. To crack a beer with the... Yeah. Pretty much. You can use the seatbelt thing as a bottle opener. It doesn't get much better. It's the ultimate drinking driving machine. <laughs> that car was sold. Yes. $200. That's it? <laughs> Are you kidding me? That, that car, the frame was so rotted. I don't know how it didn't break. After you sold it, I saw that same model... Color, the Eddie Bauer edition, oh, it was everywhere. everywhere. 
Well, I was like the time. I think it was you that texted me from a Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. You're like, hey, him. where are you? Yeah, I was with you. That's right. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, that's not me. But that's very that's funny. funny. And now we're right, at the let's move on. Sacramento Kings. Last year they finished 39 and 43, which was good enough for ninth in the Western Conference. Just missing the not. I shouldn't say just missing the playoffs. They they missed by a healthy margin <laughs> of, of games uh, nine to be exact. But needless to say, on the outside looking in, they were kind of in that heap of teams. I was making a push. Um, their depth chart going into the predicted depth chart going into the season, or starting lineup, I should say, are uh, Darren Fox and Buddy Heald in the backcourt with Harrison Barnes and Marvin Bagley III as their forwards, and Dwayne Dedman locking down at the center position. All right, sold anytime now. <laughs> I thought you were going with the bench. Oh, did you want me to do that again? Yeah. You want me to do it every time? Yeah. All right, Dick. Notable backups include uh, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Trevor Ariza, Harry Giles III, Yogi Ferrell, and Corey Joseph. I do like the Kings, but I think they're in the 9-8 spot. Again, the West is too deep. They're very young. They got some experience in there, but I just don't think the talent level is compared to the other teams that are at the top. Agreed. I think there is improvement, like with uh, Ariza, you know, off the bench and whatnot, just as a veteran presence. I mean, there is depth. Um, but I think 8-9 is appropriate <laughs> for what they're going to finish at. I, I do think Dwayne Devin's an upgrade over Willie Cauley-Stein. Yeah. Because he can stretch a floor. And doesn't suck. <laughs> um. You know, I like the backcourt very much, too. I love De'Aaron Fox, and I love Buddy Heald. You know, they're very good together, as you saw last year. So, I, I honestly think they're in the 9-8 spot again. But I think, I don't know. It's just going to be tough. Well, what it boils down to, Kyle, and I think you said it already, is that it's just... The West is just too good, and they're just uh, they're just another team in the mix. Well, so basically the way I look at it is we're, we're going to get to all these teams, but basically the way I look at it is if you look at the way the playoffs were last year for the Western Conference, your teams, the eight teams that made it were Golden State, Denver, Portland, Houston, Utah, OKC, San Antonio, and the Clippers. Now, the two teams right on the outside looking in were the Lakers and the Kings, both who got better. Now, OKC, no secret, got way worse. They're not going to make the playoffs this year. So you have two teams kind of vying for that last spot. Now, there's a lot of hype about the Lakers kind of being on the top end of that playoff rotation, pushing other teams down, which would make it even harder for Sacramento to get into the playoff spot. But, you know, you never know. Teams can, you know, the way teams can fall down. I mean, who knows? Maybe the Spurs take a stumble. Who knows? But, yeah, I I agree with you. I think that they're kind of, for the time being, are still kind of floating that nine seed. Right now, I think that they're definitely better than the rest of the Western Conference I outside of those think, playoff though, teams. Like, in a couple of years, they can probably get a superstar to come there. Yeah. They're also going to be competing with the Pels, who got better. Yeah. So. Yeah. I expect, I expect a lot out of you, Mark, when we get there. <laughs> we'll start doing your research. We're not even close to them yet, so. Hold on. He's on a Wikipedia page right now. So let's now. move on now. To, we're going to stay in the same division, so we're going to move on to, we mentioned them, the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, last year they finished 37 and 45, which was good enough for 10th in the Western Conference. Um, 
a lot of a uh, lot of overhaul on the team this year. They kind of traded away all the young pieces, with the exception of Kyle Kuzma, um, and to to acquire Anthony Davis. So their projected starting lineup going into the season is going to be uh, Rondo and Danny Green in the backcourt with LeBron James and Anthony Davis at the forward positions and Dwight Howard at the center. And um, I uh, clicked the wrong LA team for the bench. <laughs> Give me a brief moment. Um, classic Riddler move right there. Classic, and the wrong classic. L.A. team bench. Uh, so notable backups include Kyle Kuzma, um, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, JaVale McGee, uh, and Avery Bradley. I think they will make the playoffs, but I do not think they'll be as good as everyone thinks they are. Uh, I, can, I agree. I, don't, I mean, I think a lot of people are kind of hyping them up to be the one seat. I think everyone's just saying, you know, now that yeah, now that LeBron and AD are together, they're the one seed. But the, you know, there's a, there's a lot of balance in terms of the two star teams in the NBA right now. Um, I do think that Rondo's kind of the perfect point guard though for that team because they don't need scoring from a point guard. Uh, Danny Green can kind of develop a little bit more of like a three and D type mentality because um, they still don't they, they still don't have shooting, which no. is what they didn't have last year. But Danny Green gives them shooting, and so does Avery Bradley off the bench. Um, it's a huge question mark as to what Dwight Howard's going to do. We just don't know. His last tenure with the Lakers wasn't good. Different team, different coach, different superstar. If, if he even gives him what the Hornets' Dwight Howard was, it'd be pretty good. Yeah, I mean, they have a you know, there was a lot of it going into it when they traded everybody to get AD. There was like, okay, well, who the fuck's the rest of your starting lineup and your bench? They did a pretty decent job rounding that out. I mean, Caldwell Pope's not really going to turn a lot of heads. Neither is Quinn Cook. JaVel McGee is just going to be kind of a minutes guy. But, like, Kuzma, you know, what are we going to get? Is, can he be that spark off the bench instead of that starting starting guy? Can he be the spark off the bench for that team, that kind of, like, sixth man that probably takes the minutes that, you know, from Rondo and Howard? You know, kind of be this, you know, Dwight Howard and Rondo. Instead of playing your 25 to 35 minutes, they play 18 apiece and Kuzma plays 30 minutes. See, in my opinion, I think what they should do is play LeBron at the one. Davis at the five, Kuzma at the four. I didn't think that makes the team better, and it spaces it out a little bit more than what they have. I, I don't originally. I, I, I'm not going to ever get behind the whole LeBron James playing the one thing. It's not going to be a thing well, for me. Like, even Alex Caruso playing the one, just to give that that starting five a little more spacing. He could shoot a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because we. We know we got. I think we can all agree that last year's Lakers team was definitely a disappointment. You know, from not even that we anticipated them to be. You know, oh, they're going to win it all. But well, I think definitely there was a lot of I think high a lot expectations. Of pe- you know, a lot of people will attest that to LeBron missing time for kind of the first time in his career. But I, I think I think the the loss of Lonzo Ball really hurt that team more last year because not only did it get you know Lonzo Ball is not going to help them in their shooting by any means. He has not found a stroke. Hopefully that changes for him this year. But he is a tremendous perimeter defender. He's very physical when people are driving to the paint. And he is a great floor general. And can find, he'll always find the open man. And that's a very big thing to miss from your team. Very big. If uh, <clears throat> LeBron ends up missing time again this year, um, do you think AD is able to hold that team together or by himself? Yeah, because he pretty much did that in New Orleans. He pretty much won game by himself in New Orleans. But it's just the fact of, I think that if LeBron has to miss time, they will become a 6-7 seed instead of a 3-4 seed. Yeah. 
I don't know if I'm even buying them being a 3-4 seed with LeBron, to be honest with you. I really don't. Where do you think they end up then? I think they're the 6 seed no matter what. I can get behind that. 6-5. Just because of age and... I, I say age loosely, but... No, I just think the rest of the team better than them. Just the rest of the team. You know, there's no secret. Granted, it was only a year, but Danny Green was not in Toronto what he was in San Antonio. I mean, he was still good. He was still a good piece for that team, but he definitely wasn't. What, I mean, that was that was Spicy P and Kawhi. And Danny Green kind of took the back burner. Whereas in San Antonio, even when they had Duncan Parker and Ginobili, everybody was a role player by sorts. So it was a big deal. Um, I just don't, you know, even if we see some productivity from Howard and like Bradley off the bench, even Kuzma, I haven't seen enough from consistency from anybody not named Anthony Davis and LeBron James to tell me that someone can take over the game. Because LeBron James likes to take games off for rest. We've seen that. Anthony Davis is going to probably do the same thing. So, like, they're probably never going to put it in a situation where they both take the same day off for rest. But what if LeBron kind of tweaks an ankle, you know, and needs a day off? Yeah. And Anthony Davis is out for four or five games with a leg sprain or something like that. Can, is anybody else on that team, you know, are they going to be consistently able to light it up? Is anybody on that team going to be able to drop 30 to help them beat the Clippers or help them beat Golden State, even Sacramento? I mean, there's a lot of well-rounded. It's not just that the West is so powerful. The reason the West is so powerful is because the West's teams are all well-rounded in their ability to score the basketball. Every single one of those teams that finished in the playoffs and a few of them that didn't, had the ability to score from all five starting positions and had at least somebody off the bench that could give you 20 points. And that's just hard to do in the NBA. And that's why all the West teams are good because all those West teams have it. Anything else anybody would like to add on to the Lakers? No. Mock? No, I mean, you, you kind of hit all the all, all the points there. All your bullet points on your, your sheet over there? Yeah. yeah. you got to give Mock a chance sometime. Hmm. Uh, moving on to the other tenant in the... Staples Center, the L.A. Clippers. Last year, they finished with a 40-34 and 34 record, which was good enough to uh, claw their way for the eight seed in the West. They started off the season red hot, um, kind of started to fall off a little bit, but then they kind of just decided, you know, we're going to try to do a little bit of this rebuild thing now, so we're going to trade away Tobias Harris to a contending Philadelphia 76ers team that's looking for that push. Um, they still stayed kind of hot, and then everyone knows what happened in the offseason. They went out and they acquired Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Um, so their starting lineup for projected starting lineup for the start of the season is, uh, Patrick Beverly and I for, always forget his name. Shamit. Kyle, what's Shamit's first name? Landry. Landry Jesus. Shamit. So, uh, Patrick Beverly and Landry Shamit in the backcourt with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George as the forwards and Yvonne Zubak as the center. Um, and then notable players, oh. I think I just unplugged the headphones by accident. Did you? Did I you think guys so. hear? You guys lost your headphones too? Yeah. Um, notable uh, notable bench guys are uh, Montrose Harrell, Maurice Harkis, Harkless, uh, Lou Williams, and uh, Jermichael Green, and Rodney McGruder. Oh, I forgot they have Patrick Patterson, too. Do they? Yeah. <laughs> I think, as of right now, I don't know how accurate this is. I'm going off 
These are the same sites I had loaded from last week, so. I do think that they are the best team in the NBA. In the NBA? Yeah. I think they're very good defensively. They can shoot. They can score. They have probably the best six-man in all of basketball. Yeah. Um, Montrezl Harrell proved to everybody last year that he... He's he's a bucket getter. He, he plays extra hard, and for his and and uh, stumbling on your words here, buddy. Yeah, I can't think of the word I want to so, say. So, intensity. Manifest step in. Yeah. All right. Just, I, I'm gonna let you regroup for a second. I feel like the headphone shortage really fucked with you. What a bit. So, I like the term bucket getter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what you have in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. That's a fact. Um, their big question mark is going to be center. Can Ivaka Subak, he doesn't really have to do much, but can he give some level of consistency? Can he go out and give them eight points and 12 rebounds a game? That's a big deal for them. You know, that'll be a big deal if they can do that. Um, because like you said, Montrose Harrell, he plays with just as much heart as anybody else on the court, but he's not really someone built to play the five. No. They don't really have somebody built to play the five. I mean, they've got a foreign guy there in um, Mifuandu Kabingle. He's not foreign, actually, which is funny. He's foreign. He's just not. Um, <laughs> but, Vanderbilt. Um, Florida State. Very close. I'll give you props. But Landry Shamit, you know, we're, we, Transfer. We, we need to see some consistency from him. But Patrick Beverly goes out. I mean, he is an absolute antagonizer. They're the best defense in the He's Oh, he's going to give everybody there a, an absolute fit at point guard. And Kawhi and Paul George can just interchange and take anybody that they want. Um because Paul George has the physicality and the aggression to play someone like an Anthony Davis, and Kawhi Leonard has the, the, the reach and the quickness to play somebody like a Giannis. And then, like you said, Lou Williams, um, Maurice Harkless, and Montrezl Harrell all off the bench. Those are all just good defenders and good scorers. They're definitely the deepest team, in my opinion, in the NBA. Also, um, they would be, if they acquired Marcus Smart, they'd probably give up maybe 80 points a game. Yeah, which is that. insane in the NBA. <laughs> well, it definitely provides. You know, there's been teams as of late who've kind of gave Golden State a run for their money. I think this squad is a, a team that could really kind of, you know, shake things up. You know, for, for a really lame thing to say, but do really... you put them as the favorites out of the West? Yeah, I put them as the favorites in the NBA. I agree with Kyle. Kawhi's gonna win another one. Then he's gonna opt out and go to a different team. Win one with another team that's never won a championship. <laughs> Pretty cool legacy, though. <laughs> Win 13 rings with 13 different teams that have never won a ring. <laughs> Retires right before he goes to New Orleans. <laughs> you got one more in your play? Nah, man. <laughs> we like Jumbalaya. <laughs> All right, so let's. Anything else you'd like to add to the Clippers there, Souls? Nope. Ma? No, I mean, like you said, they're, they're a team they were. Kind of middle of the road, but added a lot of pieces. They should be good. Great ballpoint. Stop looking at me, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so rounding out the, that division in the Western Conference, we're going to go ahead and talk about the Golden State Warriors. Uh, so last year they finished at 57-25, and 25, which was good enough for first in the Western Conference and third overall in the NBA. Um, as we know, they... Ended up losing in the NBA Finals to the Toronto Raptors. Um, ob- obvious noticeable departure, Kevin Durant. 
leaving. Um, even if he stayed, it would have been a noticeable because he wouldn't have played. So either way, they were without Kevin Durant. Um, but they went out and they 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 retained the services of one Clay Thompson, and they kind of did what they did. Also notable departure was Andre Iguodala, but they did what they did. They kind of went out and they made sure that they're they kept to that. We have people who can score the basketball besides the Splash Brothers. Um, so uh, the projected starting lineup for them is oh, and they can add a D'Angelo Russell. The trade for D'Angelo Russell because they're going to be without Clay for a while. I think they said what till the All Star break, probably half the year. So yeah, yeah. What what I know he got hurt. What did he tore his ACL? Yeah. He tore his ACL and Durant tore his Achilles. Yeah, and Demarcus Cousins got arrested. <laughs> Um, NBA yeah. arrested, <laughs> which is way worse. <laughs> so the projected starting lineup for Golden State coming in to start the year will be Steph Curry and D'Angelo Russell in the backcourt, uh, McKinney and Green as the forwards, and Kevin Looney at the center position. Notable backups for them include Alec Burks, uh, Eric um, Paschal, uh, Jordan Poole, Glenn Robinson the third, and Willie Cauley Stein. And they still have Omari Spell. That's big for them. Yeah, three point shooter. Um, I mean, unfortunately, I I think that we're going to see kind of a, a little bit of a, the derailment of what we knew the Golden State Warriors to be without Klay Thompson, just because Klay Thompson is so good defensively. You always, you always had that consistency of having, even before Kevin Durant, of the good perimeter defender and the good down low defender. And now, I mean, Steph Curry and Daniel Russell, not two guards known for their perimeter defense. They're more known for their ability to score the ball at will. Um... So, I do think we're going to see him. I haven't looked at the schedule to see you know who they're playing, but it's the first half of the season. So they're going to play the Lakers. They're going to play the Clippers. They're going to play you know the Rockets. These teams in the West. I definitely see them going into the All Star break somewhere in that like six to five seed range, and then them kind of clawing their way back into maybe like a four or a three, but maybe even not a three, maybe a four. I just think that. The they're definitely a playoff team. They're still one of the better teams in the West. When you have Steph Curry on your team and Draymond Green, you're, you're going to be able to go out and do amazing things. But just I think the it's not even it's not Clay Thompson's range. It's his defensive abilities that they're going to miss the most to start this season. D'Angelo can score, right? No, no, I'm saying, but I'm saying it's not Clay Thompson's range. It's his defensive capabilities because D'Angelo Russell and Stephen Curry are not n- known to be defensive guards. I have a question kind of posed to you, Souls and Riddler here. Is there a scenario where – I think Golden State makes the playoffs. I, I, I agree. Is there a scenario where they lose a significant amount of ground and they don't – they end up kind of like in a 7-8 position just from early on? If yeah, Steph Curry gets hurt. The, the, here's the thing. Um, even though they do have D'Angelo Russell, I expect the one thing that can be the – that could make the opposite of that happen, which could be having them still be a 2-3 seed when – Clay comes back is if D'Angelo Russell and the Warriors kind of agree to have a him take a back seat as the secondary scorer, and we see MVP Steph Curry, which is something we haven't really seen, and we, we saw last year a little bit when Kevin Durant was hurt, Clay Thompson was hurt, but before Kevin Durant got there, before Clay Thompson was regularly putting up twenty five points a game, Steph the Warriors was- were a completely different team when Steph Curry was doing what he does. A lot of people are going to go back. And start to love Steph Curry again after this year, in my opinion. Like everybody hated on him because he was a warrior. 
But I don't think anybody hated him. I just think people hated the Warriors for the same reason people hate the Patriots. Right. For the well, same reason people hate all the teams that go out and just continuously. Same reason people hated the Bulls in the 90s. The same reason people hated the Blackhawks in the early 2000s. The Steelers in the 70s. The Cowboys the and the, the Yankees forever. Yeah. You know, it's... Well, Steph was the original guy, right? He was kind of like the, the yeah. original brick in that they, foundation. They were pretty much pretty homegrown Monte Ellis was the original until, brick in that foundation. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, they were homegrown until Durant signed there. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that That's really... Durant signing there is really what kind of started the whole fuck the Warriors mentality. I could... A lot of people probably would, 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 ah, would love to see the Warriors win if Durant ever showed up. Because they were that good to win without him. Now you have that core again. So, Draymond Green, in my opinion, has taken a step back. He's not the defender he once was, or he's not the offensive threat he once was, because he got a little bit slower. And all the years of being deep into the postseason probably took a war in the knees or whatever. The thing, too, is I think think it's just when they added Kevin Durant, it it took away the need for him to put up those 30-point games that he was occasionally doing, it took away the need for him to step out and stretch the floor as, as a stretch four. You know, so, you know, I don't think anyone's ever viewed Draymond Green as someone who's going to get the ball and battle you down low and get you 50, point, you know, get 50 points beating the big guys down low. He's the guy that, you know, he gets the scrappy points and he gets he had the range. And his three-point shot has just kind of not been as prevalent since the arrival of Durant. I remember, I think Steve Kerr's an excellent coach, and I think he's going to help them win a lot of games. I do, too. I mean, they're still a playoff team, without a doubt. Even if Clay Thompson missed the whole year, they'd still be a playoff team. And I and I do think, back to what you were saying, is I think Steph Curry is the MVP this year. Well, I don't think so. That's just my opinion. I don't think so. I, I think I think it's Giannis. But, but anyway. Omar. <laughs> no more? Garcia Parra? No, Omar. Oh. Omar Garcia, Turkey now. Omar Casper. He'll still be the MVP, Kyle. Instead of which league, he'll be the MVP of Thanksgiving. Um, (laughs) That was good. I, I, I don't know. Um, I say four, four seeds where I see them finishing. Huh? Seven. Right. I think they're a three seed. Right. Who are we talking? Watch them. Golden State. Talking GSWD, Golden State Warrior Dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Warrior Dudes. It's our other podcast. Sister station. We had to snatch up all the four-letter GSWD things we could. They were number four, surprisingly. What was three? Uh, it was the Golden State Warrior Dirigibles. Durant's. Dirigibles? It's a rigid airship, by definition. <laughs> Ew, who farted? I heard it. I'm, I'm getting there. Sure. I'm getting there. All right, moving on to a different division. The Denver Nuggets finished 54 and 28 last year, good enough for second in the Western Conference. They were in a consistent battle all year with Golden State for the one seed, and also holding that spot for a good portion of the year, but fell apart a little bit at the end. Well, real quick, I'm It's pretty cool that Jeff made it to a show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just surprised that Jeff was able to get the Lions' gear off that quick and go out there and perform. I like the brass knuckle microphone. Yeah. So uh, their projected starting lineup coming into the season is uh, Jamal Murray and Gary Harris at the guards. Is it Will Barton? Right, yeah. Will Barton and Paul Millsap at the forwards and Nikola Jokic, the Joker, at the center position. 
Notable backups for them include Monte Morris, Malik Beasley, Michael Porter Jr., Jeremiah Grant, and Mason Plumley. And Bull Bull. They're a very deep team. They are. And they have Bull Bull. <laughs> Who's a savage in NBA 2K. Is he? Yeah, dude. Like, shot tendency is like a 98. I don't know why. Uh, is that necessarily a good thing? Off of that game it is. <laughs> um, now, does that just mean he shoots a lot? Yeah, but if he shoots a lot, he scores a lot. I don't see how the correlation <laughs> so the rating goes up. Because here's the thing. I can shoot a lot. Doesn't mean I'm scoring a lot. You're going to score more than if you don't shoot a lot. Ah, it's probably going to be about the same. <laughs> <laughs> if we're just being honest here. <laughs> well, you're a known passer anyway. Like known passer. Ready, you score better. The only shooting guard that the likes all the time. to pass. <laughs> I do like their roster a lot. I think they are the 2-3 seed. The only thing I'm going to say is I do think Michael Porter takes over Will Barton's job eventually this year. I can see that. They're just they're a very well-rounded team. They have the shooting. They have the spacing. They have the defense. They have the speed. Yo kick is slower than dirt, but I don't know how he does it. Dirt. No, the guy, he's just, he, he's just a... He's a floor general, but from the center position. Yeah, he runs like me. <laughs> I mean, he, he can shoot the three. He's got a good yeah. passing. You know, he, he's he's got good footwork. You know, I mean, for a center, especially somebody that's stretching the floor and, and moving the ball around as much as he is, footwork is more important than speed. You know, he, he can dance around down low in the post. He can move it around the, the perimeter. And, and the guy just finds open people all the time. And, he's got and, hella touch. Hella touch. And, he, and he's quietly very good defensively. What do you think, Mike? I, I'm sorry. I got distracted because I'm laughing. I was watching the, the halftime show there with Bradley Gilbert. And there's a guy playing some form of ukulele. <laughs> just really getting it. Oh, it's a mandolin. It's ripping on <laughs> Just going real hard at it. I like the you kind of thing that you chop vegetables with? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was just really funny. I like the, they got a banjo on a stand. I've never seen that before. Clearly, you've never been to the South. Or I guess not. But, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think they're, they're a very deep team where there's a lot of productivity to come from a lot of different places. And I, I, I agree with Souls. I, I, we kind of, we didn't do this. We were doing this last week. We should probably start doing it again. But uh, I would say, like, ceiling for them would be the one seed. Um, floor for them would probably be, like, the six. Five, five. Six, five, six seed. Uh, realistic expectations, two, three. I see him finishing as the two seed this year, though. Yeah. I think they have a. I think they can push the Clippers. I think their offense is better than the Clippers, but I think the Clippers' defense is way better. And I'm sorry. Where so did, much better. <laughs> where did they sit last year? Two. One, they, two. They, they were two? They're very close to the one. They, they ended up falling three games short of Golden State. They were one seed for like the whole year. Yeah, I remember down the stretch it was close, but... Didn't know if they dropped off more. So thank you for clarifying. Now, did that information help give you any sort of product prediction? Or Oh, uh, no, but it's helping my beer review. All right, right Mash, what do you think the prediction for the Nuggets are? For the Nuggets, um, I think that their ceiling, like Paul said, is the one seed. Um, I don't think that they can finish as low as five. I think... They're too talented to fall that far. I think they'll end up as the three seed as the lowest. So, one, two, three? One, two, or three? 
Yeah. All I hope, I really, 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 really just hope that somehow, some way, Carmelo Anthony ends up signing with them. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It'd be, it'd be great. It'd be give, give Kyle a reason to cheer for Carmelo again. It'd give Jeff the biggest boner he's had. I don't know since I since I, had a kid. I can't do the math, but since the conception of Cole. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, actually, well, it might even be bigger than that. It might be since like the "Oops, I did it again" video. <laughs> <laughs> If Jeff's listening right now, he's he's gonna stop listening and he's gonna go watch that video. He's playing like the I can, trailer uh, form. Because well, like I, I him and Kendall have like the same it. thing where they watch their certain music videos. So, like, oops, I did it again. Does it for Jeff? That Fergie video does it for Kendall. Which one? Oh, actually, there's a bunch of them. Um, the ice cream one. <laughs> is, is it, I thought it was uh, the one with the, the milk. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Is it uh, glamorous, glamorous. I the one, like, the one that Chrissy Teigen's cool. in. Yeah, all the one. We talking like, big girls don't t- cry. We talking no. London bridges. <laughs> <laughs> talking black eyed peas. You bet your ass. Where is the love? <laughs> Awful song. No, no, it's not. It's, it's, a, bad it's a bad song. song. It's a bad song. Kendall, it's you not. like Paul Wall? Yeah, fine. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Best right, rapper of all time, right? Oklahoma City Thunder. Oklahoma City last year finished forty nine and thirty three, which is good enough for the sixth seed in. The Western Conference, um, obviously notable departures. The team, um, notable additions, aging point guard. Um, they lost Westbrook via trade. They also lost Paul George due to free agency. No, via trade. Oh no, yeah, via trade. Um, so many first round picks. Yeah, they have a lot, lot going, lot in the tank for the future, but Not really uh, nothing really for now. Because all those first round picks are going to be like twenty eight and thirty. <laughs> yeah, but they can package those to move up. Yeah, I guess. Some team like the Pacers will do it. A team that doesn't need that immediate talent, but needs some help, you know, productivity-wise. But uh, so OKC, their projected starting lineup going into the season is Chris Paul and um, Shy Shy Gilgis Alexander at the guards, uh, Robertson and Gallinari at the forwards, and Stephen Adams at the center position. Notable backups. Not much has changed. I still don't have a bench. Um, Just have a worse starting five. Yeah, but. <laughs> They do have Dennis Schroeder. They still have, they have Terrence Ferguson, Mike Muscala, and Nerlens Noel. I might sound crazy. No, Kyle, I, see, I agree with you 100%. By the trade deadline, Steven Adams ends up on a contending team that needs a big man down low in the anchor for defensive, and Nerlens Noel comes back into form at the center position for OKC. I agree with you 100%. I could use one, too. <laughs> so, out of hands. So Surprise me, I don't care. I I, I kind of believe this. I can see them making a push for the ten seat, <laughs> for like the eight seat, because that starting five is still very good. You got a younger two who can shoot. Oh. Shouldn't sell anything. That's what I. That's what I almost gave Kendall. But you got a younger two. Nah, I'll take it. You got to drink them. Chris Paul can still run the offense. You know, Gallinari can stretch the floor. Adam gets uh, the, the garbage. Uh, Roberson won't do anything offensively for you, but he'll play great defense. So they have a little bit of everything on that, team, on that starting five. They have the shooting. They have the defense. They have garbage play. They're going to be a very feisty team. That's broken wrist. And I can see them fighting for a late for the eight seed. But if they're like a ten seed toward the all star break, Paul will be traded. 
I don't know about Adam, but Chris Paul will be traded. Do you think Gallinari is traded too? No. I have a statement in the question. One, where is the love is not an awful song. It is a whatever <laughs> song for me. I just I can't afford the Twitter hate. Uh, and two, at what point are we? Do you think we're going to see a Chris Paul kind of like drop off, like like a significant, like you know, hey, you know, we've he, seen it. It's already happened. Well, but I guess so. But he, the minutes I feel like haven't been affected for well, him. Well, no, because he's still he's still too valuable to have not have on the floor. But like so, when Chris Paul, Chris Paul, you, you've kind of seen the evolution of his drop off. I shouldn't say his drop off, more of the molding of his game. When Chris Paul was in. New Orleans, he was unstoppable. He was one of the best point guards playing the game. Like he, like he's very good at sh- scoring the ball. V- absolutely. Then he moved to L.A. Now in L.A. he had Blake Griffin, J.J. Redick, DeAndre Jordan, and Jamal Crawford was there, but he wasn't starting with him. Was he Hedo Turkaloo? No, not for, for like one Who year. Who was there three then? That was when the team was really disappointing that they never really made it. Why do I feel like Gallinari? No, he was Clipper last year. I don't remember. Anyway, but so he didn't need to be the scorer. Now he still Luke shot. Mabamu- huh? Luke Mabamute. Was it? Yep. He still didn't have to shoot. He still didn't have to shoot that well. He still could. He didn't have to shoot crazy though. He wasn't driving like he needed to anymore. And that's when it became he became an elite passer because he had DeAndre Jordan. All he had to do was throw it up, and he was getting it. Blake Griffin. All he had to do was throw it anywhere, and he was yeah, getting it. It was a fun team to watch too. Right. You know and. It was a more talented version of the Toronto Raptors from the Vince Carter days. That's really what it was. You had the the guy that you just threw the ball somewhere and he was getting it. Um, and then and then if he did manage to step in and draw defenses towards him, all he had to do was kick it out to Redick, who was hitting the three. So that's when he became more of the floor general and not really the scorer so much. Then towards the end of that era, when things started to fall apart a little bit, he became really good defensively. And he started to become a much more 3 and D style of player. Then when he went to Houston, he really became a 3 and D player. Still, still the ability to find the open guy, don't get me wrong. But it's not that, his game, it's not that he's dropped off, it's just he's lost his speed. So instead of, be, instead of being an unsuccessful point guard that is slightly undersized trying to drive the lane in the world of Giants, he became the floor general who's going to find the open man and he's going to lock down your star player. And I think a lot of people to this day still say that if Chris Paul hadn't gotten injured, that the Rockets would have beaten the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals two years ago. Yeah, I stand by that. I think a lot of people would stand by that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're a Rocket fan. No. You are, though. You are a Rocket fan. Yeah, exactly. Houston. Rockets. Houston. Everything. Did you become a fucking Houston native? I know. He likes the Texans more than the Steelers. No, no. Yeah, everyone knows that you're a freaking Andre Johnson fan more than He does more. like the Astros more than the Mets. No, no, yeah, that's no, true. no. You're going to sit here and tell me that you don't like Arian Foster more than Jerome Bettis? What? <laughs> you don't like Alfred Blue? <laughs> he is Alfred Blue. More than Willie Parker? <laughs> no, Willie Parker was good for like two years. Matt Schaub? What? Matt Schwab <laughs> or, or Richard Mendenhall? Matt Schaub. Yeah. Was Rex Grossman a Texan? No, I don't yeah. think so. He was a Redskin. Are we yeah. sure? Yeah, he was a Texan. He was a Redskin. I know he was a Red, but he was never a Texan. What college did he Rex go Grossman was oddly not a journeyman. Paul might know this. I don't, Kyle. I, I, you know why? Because no one cares. There's better things to do with my time. My, he's, he played for your favorite college and then got drafted by your favorite team. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did play for Florida, didn't he? forgot about that. 
Way so, better so, in Florida. Than so did the there. most overhyped quarterback of all time. What? The I'd most like over, to not get into this. The most overhyped quarterback of all time also played for Florida. Great college quarterback, terrible NFL quarterback. Chris Leak. No, we're, 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 also, we're talking about a uh, man of God. Rex Grossman was a Texan. Thank you. Was he? For one year before he went to the Redskins. Yeah, Tim Tebow. Wow. Terrible. I don't remember that. Anyway, so I, I will uh, – I love you. We have a lot of good NBA discussions. I'm sure we'll have some heated ones as the season rolls on. If this is the start of the first one, so be it. But I could, just couldn't disagree with you more. I, I don't see – OKC knocking on any playoff doors. That's fair. I see them. I see their ceiling and their floor and their potential being all the same, and that is the 11th seed. That's fair. They'll um, probably suck, but I, I just I can agree with you that Chris Paul might get moved to a contender, someone with more of a win now mentality. Um, I could also see Stephen Adams being moved to a team that's kind of looking for a little bit of spark down low in terms of because I think Stephen Adams has been. Personally, I think he's been underutilized his entire career there. Um, but the person to make him good is Chris Paul. Like, not good, but good offensively. I see, I disagree because I, I think the I think the perfect fit for him was when we saw that one year of it was Russell Westbrook versus the world, and that's when I think we saw the best Stephen Adams offensively because Stephen Adams will run the floor no matter what. Every time you see some Russell Westbrook, will get a steal. The he, rebounding percentage is going to go way up. But, but like, Russell Westbrook would get a steal. He would get the ball at half court, and there would be nobody around him. Steven Adams would be under the opponent's basket and would still sprint to the other end of the floor just in case. And that, I can't tell you how many times that resulted in garbage layups for him because everyone just expects Westbrook to take it. I didn't touch it that time. Right here. Uh, my headphones went out. Sorry. So anyway, that's all we got to say about that. So is ready to move on? Yeah. All right. Let's move on to, in my opinion, arguably the most exciting team to watch in the Western Conference. Kyle, care to take a guess? Is it the Pels? No, the most exciting team. Uh, Mavericks. No. The most is exciting the Kings? team. Kings. <clears throat> said the Kings. We share this, Kyle. We share this love. The Jazz. There's not a lot of secondary teams that we all can agree on as our favorites. Oh, Portland. Trailblazers. Portland. Portland Trailblazers. Last year they finished 53-29, and 29, good enough for third in the Western Conference. Um, notable changes to the lineup this year. They went out and acquired the services of Hassan Whiteside via trade. Um, the projected starting lineup for them going into the season is Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum in the backcourt with Rodney Hood and Zach Collins in the forwards positions and Hassan Whiteside at center. Uh, notable backups for them include the person that Hassan Whiteside took over for, Nikola Jokic. No. No. Joseph Nurkic. That's what I meant. Nikola Jokic. Oh, yeah, yeah, my fart did the Tim Allen thing. <laughs> oh, did... Is that what that was? <laughs> That's not even what was funny. I look over, Kyle's just grinning. <laughs> Wait, do it, they still it, have him? It just got me. Who? Do they still have Nurkic? Yeah, he just got hurt last year. I know, but it's not showing up here on the depth chart. I think he he's will, would on, be the starter if he was there. No, he just broke his leg, so. Hold on, let's. Uh, Nurkic is. I'm still the Trailblazers. Yeah. I lied. He's just not on their depth chart. So is he out for the start of the year? Oh. Okay, alright, so that's what it is then. 
Notable backups will include Nurkic. I don't think he'll take over the starting position, to be honest with you. I think that with the I think that Hassan Whiteside's the perfect center for this team. Because Lillard and McCollum and Hood can all slice and dice through the lane. But they can also step back and shoot the threes. Hassan Whiteside, they don't need a stretch three. They don't or stretch five. They don't need someone that can come out and step, take the threes. They need the guy that's going to stay down low and fight and get those offensive well, rebounds. Does he, he doesn't shoot. Hmm? He doesn't shoot. No, but he steps. He spends a lot of time out in the perimeter. Oh, he's trying to create separation. Right, I understand that, but but you're not creating separation if they know you're not taking the three. It's like when Joel Embiid steps out on the three point line, you know that you have to go out and do that. But when Dwight Howard steps out behind the three point line, you or or Joakim Noah, you don't have to honor that as much. You can if they're stepping out at the top of the key, you can very easily stay at the at the topmost hash yeah. on the free throw line. Let them roll the base on this one. <laughs> well, no, they're not going to shoot it though. That's the thing. Like. You you still see that with players. You'll see centers that can shoot the three, but don't do it at a regular clip. DeAndre Ayton's a good example. DeAndre Ayton can shoot the three. He's just not consistent with it. Would that be fair to say, Kyle? Yeah. So for the first quarter, you might lay off of him to keep keep that inside help against like Devin Booker slicing or or, or, or Rubio or whatever. But then if and you give Ayton that space, and if he misses the threes, you keep giving him the space. If he makes them, you get a little little closer and make him uncomfortable. But you're not going to see that with Howards and things like that. So when you're spacing the floor as a non-shooting big man, you're not really helping the team, in my opinion. Now, that might not all be on him. It could be on coaching. But Hassan Whiteside, I think, is going to be the perfect center for that team. I think that Hassan Whiteside could be the missing piece. Because Hassan Whiteside is going to fight for every single offensive rebound. And Hassan Whiteside does not need to be the scorer that he was molded to be in Miami. He doesn't have to be that here. He doesn't need to average more than eight points a game. Hassan Whiteside could be one of those guys where we see more blocks and rebounds than we do points a game. And that's perfectly fine because that's what they need is that defensive firepower down low. Um, but anyway, notable backups would include um, – uh, I forgot his name again. The center. Nurkic. Nurkic. I keep wanting to say Jokic. Fucking the same person. Well, they played for the same team at one point. I know. Nurkic, uh, Tolliver, Zach Collins, Kent Bazemore, and Anafree Simmons. Let me tell you something. And Mario Hazonia. They're very, they're very, their starting five is going to be very good, but their bench might be one of the best. And the reason I agree with Kyle is for one name that was left out. Anthony Simmons. No, a name that was left out. <laughs> Evan, no, not there. Say it. The biggest acquisition when you consider how long Nurkic's out for. Pau Gasol. Oh, I forgot about him. <laughs> still plays with a lot of intensity down low, still a rebound eater, and can stretch the floor. And I think that we will see a good portion of Hassan Whiteside and Pau Gasol on the floor at the same time. I think if the Blazers make one move, it will put them to fight for the best team in basketball. What is that? They, they make a trade with the Cleveland Cavaliers. And they go get Kevin Love. You see that? Is there uh, a likelihood of that happening? It's been rumored forever. The one forever. Team, <laughs> not only will Kevin Love provide shooting, he'll provide rebounding. He's not the greatest defender in the world. He doesn't have to be. Because that team is going to go put up 167 points. It give, it'll give him a chance to return to the M- Minnesota Timberwolves. Kevin Love minus. Also, the love to see him back in Minnesota. 
But we'll get to it. <laughs> One step at a time there, Souls. Well, it's interesting because it's it's not the the Trailblazers team that we remembered for, for, for very long. It is. The, it's the same fucking players. What? No, but it, like, I'm not being a jerk. It really is. Well, I mean... Kyle, hold on for a second. Kendall, can you name the biggest question mark in Portland Trailblazers history? Um, and when I say question mark, I mean the biggest what could have been. Well, didn't they almost have a final? I'll accept two of them. No, no, I'm not talking about that. Fuck you if you're thinking about the other guy. Because fuck you. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about player. What's the biggest? What could have been player in Portland Trailblazers history? I don't think I know. War number seven. Derek who, Rose. Who has Patrick Kane? Who has Patrick Kane in the, the <laughs> hockey league? Not me. Not me. I think Mass does. Scored a goal. Nice. Brandon Roy. I think if I had Kane and Taze, Paul would have traded me his car. <laughs> no, I need that for work. But I would, I would have traded you me, my life insurance policy or something. I would have made you the beneficiary. On would it. you have traded me sixteen hundred dollars? Well, I, I just told him I would have traded my life insurance. Hey, so <laughs> that's a pretty specific amount. Why so do you listen, need sixteen hundred dollars? Three D printer. What do you want for Taze? <laughs> I want sixteen hundred dollars. The going price the bar, has been asked. The bar has been set. <laughs> um. I, I couldn't agree with Kyle Moore in the aspect that the the Portland Trailblazers they might they might be in the top ten, but maybe not top five in terms of their starting five. They're but one player away from being. I do, top. but I have him on my bench. You didn't start Patrick Kane. Probably not. Probably. I bet you that he didn't have a game yesterday, so he sat him. Okay, real quick sidebar. We'll get back. To, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. We'll go to it later. We're gonna keep going with the NBA. Um. I agree with you. I think that the, I think the addition of somebody like a Kevin Love could be huge for them. Um, but I do think that the, I, I think regardless of it, I think that the ceiling for them is still one seed. I still think they have a ceiling of a one seed without yeah. Kevin Love. I think floor would be five, five, four, four, five, four, five, four, 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 five. Damian Lillard in the NBA does not. He gets his recognition now. Yeah, but he doesn't get the love of the star player he is. He is, you know, there's, the way I always look at it is there's, for me, there's four tiers of NBA players. There's, who's the absolute best right now? As of right now, that is kind of a competition in my mind between Giannis and Steph. I mean, is that agreed, Kyle? Um, Giannis and Steph? Like, without injury, you mean? Because I would still put Kevin Durant's best. I'm talking about right now. Okay. I'm talking right now. Giannis. All right, so we'll go Giannis. Then you have your next, which is absolute elite players. You know, the guys that you, you, you game plan against, the guys that absolutely make games every single – you know, a guy that if he plays 82 games is going to be a factor for 82 games. Then you have Tier 3, which is the superstars, the guys that make a big impact, maybe not always show up all for all 82 games, but they're big important parts of the game, and then there's the role players. There's everybody else. 95% of the NBA falls into role players. Then you have those other guys, like C.J. McCollum. He fits into the superstar category. He might not show up for all 82 games, but he makes a difference for that team. That's where players like Lou Williams fall in. That's where players like J.J. Redick could fall into from time to time, You know, depending on what you're looking at and things like that. But Damian Lillard is in that second tier. He's in that tier with the LeBron James, 
the Steph Currys, the James Hardens. He's a difference maker. He just doesn't play for the market. Right, exactly. He plays for a very small market team. He plays for a small market team, but you know what? You go to Portland, you go to Oregon. At, that, that stadium's always sold out. And loud. Very loud. And the shot that Damian Lillard made, makes in the playoffs, a lot of the other players will not. He's Yeah, he is. And just regular season, he's one of the most clutch players. There are... I don't think there is another player in the NBA that I'd give the ball to. If I if I'm down, down a point, needing a bucket, I'm not giving it to anybody but Damian Lillard. You know, there's all the talks about Steph Curry's and LeBron James and stuff like that, but Damian Lillard is, as Souls so nicely called it earlier, a bucket getter. There'll be nights where he completely bricks, but that won't stop him from shooting because he knows, that. and he'll still put up twenty plus. Yeah, that's my kind of guy. If it's not working, keep it going. <laughs> well, he's the type of guy that you need to because he's going to play the 40 minutes. Right. If he sits it for five minutes a night, so they need we, him in the lineup. Let's move on. Uh, Utah Jazz, they finished 50 and 32 last year, five seed in the West. Um, notable acquisitions or roster changes coming into the year was the addition of Boyan Bogdanovich and Mike Conley. Yeah. I don't know why I said Bogdanovich first. <laughs> but uh, so Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell will be your backcourt, projected backcourt with Bogdanovich and Joe Ingles as the forwards. And in my opinion, the best defensive player, best defensive big man in the NBA, Rudy Gobert at the center position. The Frenchman. Gobert. The Frenchman. <laughs> Notable backups include Royce O'Neal, Dante Axum, Emmanuel Moutier, Jeff Green, Ed Davis, and uh, yeah, Georges Niang. For two years now. I've been wanting to see Mike Conley go to the Jazz. It finally happened, and I truly believe that this is going to be a big difference maker for that team. Not only does it provide another scorer for the Jazz, it provides leadership for Donovan Mitchell, who had to take that leadership role on very early in his career. So yeah, now day you, one. Yeah. <laughs> so now you add Mike Conley, who's probably the Grizzlies' best player of all time. Which is, I know, ridiculous to hear, but it's the truth. He's going to go down as the best point guard, best player in that team's history for now. You know, he leads in points, leads in assists, leads in all those type of categories. The only person that comes close is Zebo. Him or Powell? I would say Zebo. Honestly, I would. Just because Powell went out and had so much success elsewhere. Yeah. You know, so, but like Zebo, like, he did his damage in Memphis. But not, like, now you have Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, and Rudy Gobert. That is probably like the only big three that's in the NBA. So I still believe there's a four or five seed, but if you're the one, but if you're the if you're a four, if you're the six seed, and you and they get past you in that first round, I would not want to play them in the second round. I wouldn't want to play them at all in any round. I wouldn't. They're they're a team that. If they lose, they're going to go out swinging in seven games. Mm-hmm. They're going to give you everything they got. And Rudy Gobert, the one thing, in my opinion, that the Eastern Conference Eastern Conference beats the Western Conference at is defensive big men. And that's why Rudy Gobert has been so dominant. Because Rudy Gobert is in a league of his own in the Western Conference. Oh, yeah. Nobody comes close to him. The cl- in my opinion, the, the next best defensive big man is probably Steven Adams. Maybe Clint Capella. Yeah. But overall player, Rudy Gobert is just better. I mean, Jokic would probably be the better overall player. 
But Rudy Gobert goes out and gets buckets too. I mean, the guy, he's an absolute dominant. My my question mark is, you know, can the bench keep it going when they come out? Because, you know, we see a lot of times, I think with this team, you're going to see a lot of that hybrid half starter, half bench rotation. You're going to see a lot of like the, the, you know, three, four minutes into the first quarter, you're going to see, you know, Bogdanovich and Mike Conley exit. And so that the backups can play with Mitchell and Ingles and Ro- and Gobert, and then because honestly, Ingles is probably going to be the minute eater on this team. The guy just goes forever. Everyone's favorite dad. So like, <laughs> the addition to Bogdanovich helps out too because last year Ingles is a very he's a, he's a good uh, three point shooter, but he's not Bogdanovich type. And that's where I think the Pacers made a mistake by letting him go. But the Jazz now have three guys. That can shoot the ball. They have four guys that can shoot it well. Three guys that can shoot it elite. Donovan Mitchell can't shoot elite. And they have Rudy Gobert, who's going to probably take over games and that. Probably one more close to the end of the year. You'll see him really turning into, into the defensive monster that he is. Well, th- so this is the way I look at Rudy Gobert. It's the same way I look at players like Joel Embiid. We... You look at it, we'll give you the best reference we can for those that aren't basketball fans or don't watch a lot of basketball. You look at the NFL. <laughs> you look at the NFL. What do we see all season long? Five touchdown passes. Four four receiving touchdowns on 187 yards. Uh, 20, you know, 18 receptions. You know, all this stuff. When we get into the playoffs, what do you see? What do you see from the, the actual hard-nosed grit games? It goes back to football fundamentals. Whose big men are winning up front? Who's hitting the gaps at the running back position? That's what it goes back to all the time. All the time. It's the same thing in the NBA. Things get gritty, yes. All these guys are launching the ball from 35 plus feet away. All these guys are doing these fantastic, dirty Euro steps and flashy, clean, just immaculate dunk contest style dunks in game. When it comes down to a seven game series... Whose big man is more physical? Whose big man is getting offensive rebounds? And whose big man is giving you more second-chance points? Points in the paint and second-chance points, that's your rushing in the NFL. That's the thing that people have kind of lost sight of. Everyone wants to see the three-point shot and the Euro step. People lose track of the second-chance points category. That's the, that's the running game in the NFL. That's what it is. When it gets down to winning the NBA Finals, it's whose big men performed better. Yeah, that was that was very well said. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> Ready to move on, souls? Yeah. All right. You. Uh, we're moving on from Utah, and we're gonna go ahead and go to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Can I take over this one? Can I just do my normal thing? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've been giving you the floor after I do my normal spiel, and then I chime Stop. in with you. Stop. I want so, you to shut up and let him talk. Yeah. So the Minnesota Timberwolves last year went thirty-six and forty-six, which is good enough for eleventh in the Western Conference. Check out with you, souls. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right, uh, the projected starting lineup for them going into the season uh, is Jeff Teague and Andrew Wiggins at the guards, uh, Lehman and Covington at the forward positions, and Carl Anthony Towns at the center. Check out with you. Yeah. All right, cool. And then notable bench guys include Shabazz Napier, Jared Culliver, Trayvon Graham, uh, Gorgi Dang, and Josh Okiogi. Shabazz, and Shabazz. <laughs> Who gets wins? Championship wins. All right, Souls, by all means, take over. Sorry I even bothered showing up today. <laughs> Now, this is the one I've been looking for. Fucking bitch. 
This is one I've been looking forward to. The Minnesota Timberwolves are in a spot where they are young. People think they are rebuilding. But they're trying not to rebuild at the same time. Yeah, they're a dumpster fire. In the draft, they moved up to get Jarrett Culver, who's a and 3 type player. In that sense, they try to get a, a younger Jimmy Butler. Okay. They have Robert Covington, who's a th- another 3 and D guy. You know, Jeff Teague, who I think has fallen off tremendously since his arrival in Minnesota. And you have an Andrew Wiggins, who we all know hasn't played up to his potential. And you have Cat, who's basically been doing it alone for the last few years. Well, since the la- since the, uh, the since the departure of Jimmy Butler, Disparture. You guys all know where I was going with that. I don't know. I, actually, I like the word honestly. <laughs> since his dispatcher, <laughs> it's a combination. It's it's when you give a disposition on your departure. <laughs> it's your dispatcher. <laughs> Someone call Aaron Webster right now. I make a word. Um, it's not even that you make them up. You just kind of use them incorrectly. <laughs> So, the Minnesota Timberwolves, I think, are going to be in the middle of 9 and 11, like 9, 11, or 12. But I see them getting rid of Jeff Teague and kind of using the role of Andrew Wiggins bringing the ball up. And And I say that because I think they want to see Andrew Wiggins finally step out of his shell and be a difference maker for that team. And he's going to, and he's going to have to be in order for that team to succeed. I don't know if they think he's going to be there very long. Cause if, if he, if they do decide to trade him, it's going to be kind of completely out of it. Is Minnesota, you know, are they like, Confirm like, hey, this is the direction we want to go. Is there any part of them that are like, you know, hey, let's let's just sell the farm? They're all over the place. They won't commit. They're, they're trying to rebuild without committing to the rebuild. Soul said it earlier. They, that's what they're trying to do. I mean, they they like the pieces they have in Towns and Wiggins, but they're not sold on Wiggins yet. And but they don't want to get rid of him. But he's not worth, you know, the the commodities that another young player might be worth. And. You know, I don't know. I mean, the best thing they, you know, the, I don't know. If they do decide to trade, and if they, like, say, if they did, like, hey, full rebuild, that means Cat's gone. Yeah. Okay. It's too tenured at this point to be but, part of a rebuild. But if you trade Cat, it's going to be to a contending team. So you're not going to get that pick that you're looking for. You're going to get a probably from 18, 18 to thirty pick. So it almost does you no good. Yeah. So, but if you also wait it out and you don't ever win with him, and he decides to leave, then you got him for nothing, right? So it's it's tough to be in their shoes because you got a superstar and you can't win. Like you try all these different pieces. I think I do think Covington and Culver are good three and D guys, but they never had a pedigree of winning. Because last year, the Sixers traded Covington. Just before they went on their big run. But at the time, they were kind of staggering in their offense. It's it just... It's a weird situation. Yeah, it's... I mean... I no, don't, I don't want you to talk. You took it over. 
Well, I thought he took it over. He did. Oh, sorry. Dunsels? Yeah, I'm done. No. Let's move on to Memphis. 33-49 and 49 last year, good enough for 12th in the Western Conference. Uh, notable departures, Mike Conley, notable additions, John Morant via the draft. Um, projected starting lineup going into the season is John Morant and uh, Devin Brooks. Is it Devin Brooks, Scott? Uh, Devin Brooks. At the backcourts, Anderson and Jackson Jr. in the forwards and Valanchunas at the center position. Uh, notable backups includes Tyus Jones, Grayson Allen, Jay Crowder. That's really pretty much uh, Andre Gutella. They're one of the teams that have a lot of buyout contracts. But I told Paul this a couple weeks ago. This is the one team that I know that's going to suck that I want to turn on every night. Why is that? Because I, I do love Jaron uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. and I do think John John Morant will be very good. Love some JJJ. <laughs> I think them together are going to be very fun. Valanciunas last year since the move to Memphis, he was a beast for them. Now he gives them not. Like spacing, but he gives them like intensified play, like like Zach Randall. Like he he'll he's gonna go out there and, and play twenty minutes of hard nosed basketball. That's it. You know we're gonna get from. And he turned out to be like a FanDuel star. So just quality play. This yeah. is what you're. And, which I can respect. And I, if they do, if like if Iguodala and Jay Carter decide to stay there, they have leadership in that locker room to, to help the young kids as well. They're not going to be good. You know, they'll probably be, you know, bottom of the line, whatever. I do think they'll be fun. There'll be a lot of flashy play. Something that Memphis has had not seen in their own, since Jason Williams. Hmm. Let's move on. Kendall's favorite NBA team, Houston Rockets. That's right. It's the Houston version of the Rockettes. Classic. Rebecca wanted to be one of those. She wasn't tall enough. Yeah. That's her backstory today. It's also because she's got cankles. <laughs> Last year, the Houston Rockets went 53-29, and 29, which is good enough for fourth in the Western Conference. Um, notable departures from them include Chris Paul. Acquisitions include Russell Westbrook's projected starting lineup for them is Russell Westbrook and James Harden in the backcourt. Eric Gordon and P.J. Tucker in the forward positions and Clint Capella at the center. Um, notable backups include Eric, uh, Gerald Green, Gary Clark, Tyson Chandler, Austin Rivers, and Tabo Cephalosha, and Neen, and Ben McLemore. They've acquired some depth on the bench, which is good. I don't think that Eric Gordon is going to be the starter for them. I think that it's going to be Gerald Green and that, uh, Eric Gordon will be that spark off the bench guy that they need. Kind of the more the minute guy. Um, but yeah. Um, this is the one team that I think is not as good as people think. The Tom Crabtree. I wish. I think that guy fell back into the sewers. <laughs> I I believe this is one of the, one of the teams that are not as good as they think. Um, they they added Russell Westbrook, but at what cost? You know, you're gonna get Westbrook's thirty. You're gonna get a good year out of. But he's no longer the number one option. 
And he hasn't done that in a few years. And it, he wasn't good with it when he wasn't the number one option. You know, James Harden took over that role of him. But I don't think Clint Capella <coughs> can handle being the third star or the third best player on their team. I. What do you What do you mean by that exactly? Like, he's not not going to rise to the occasion. Yeah, like I think he had a very good last, year, very good year last year. I think he takes a step back. Okay. Um, he he's he still had trouble with the free throws and like you can't keep him in at the end of the game. You can't, especially when it's crucial. Like they're, they're just going to foul over Westbrook or and Westbrook took a dip last year. His shooting percentage went way down. And they and his defense is he plays hard defense, but he's not good at it. If that makes sense. That kind of makes sense. I mean, for me and you guys can all speak on this way better than I can. I think it's a team that will stay exactly where they are. I think it's a team that has built themselves on playing flashy ball. You know, they're, they're shoot a bunch of threes. Their defense is going to be whatever. And they're going to win games, and I think they have a roster to kind of fulfill that type of potential. They have to outscore everybody, and I and, I, and that method doesn't always work. No, and, but and I that's think, why they'll never win, make championship. And I could sort of agree, but I, I think for if Do they you have speak a, English, <laughs> me, they'll never win make championship. <laughs> I would say that the stumbling is real. If they Help have me a, out here, guy. <laughs> if they have a recipe for how they do things, they've maintained that recipe. I guess is what I'm, I'm saying. For right or wrong? For right. Well, at the championship, yes. Then it's for right. Otherwise, it's kind of, you know. Hey, if they won a championship, would you buy a jersey? I would not. Why? I, I think you would. Or you'd buy a shirt. I'll take the NBA jerseys I really want right now. No, John, I'm not doing this. <laughs> John Solomon's. No, stop it. <laughs> um, Which I, one? I, <laughs> uh, John Solomon's on. All of them. Uh, yeah, I kind of think all of them, honestly. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick of the NBA. I, I think that they could take the next step in terms of like the season finish records. I think that they could go somewhere in the two three seed. Um, I don't think they have what it takes to get to the one just because they don't have the defensive capabilities to do it. But they're going to score more, um, and the, and there's going to you're going to be hard pressed to find a team in the NBA that's going to play with more heart than these guys. Um, a lot of all these guys leave everything on the court every night. And give everything they have. You know, it might not be in all aspects of basketball, but they do it nonetheless. Master, are you watching Life Hacks? Yeah, I don't know what I'm watching right now. You're watching a woman tie a knot in a shirt. I don't know. (laughs) Please, I want you to use it now, because I would like to see your belly extenuated. Does anybody have a rubber band? Rebecca, you must. You're a teacher. No, she doesn't have anything. She's a a poorly prepared teacher all the time. In my hand. Anyway. Are we doing this? No. All right. But I, I think that they could potentially take the next step. I, I think that this is going to give I think Russell Westbrook and Eric Gordon off the bench is going to give Clint Capella the option to be a more defensive-oriented player and not have to worry about offense. My opinion. My opinion. Anything else, Souls? Slash everyone else? No, well, I don't think so. What? No, I'm good. <laughs> really, we touching really all your points? Really hoping Galladay's out for the rest of this game. Segue back into the NFL. All right, we are going to move on to the Spurs of San Antonio. Last year, they finished 48-34, good enough for 7th in the Western Conference. 
their projected starting lineup for the start of the season is Murray and White in the backcourt with DeRozan and Aldridge in the forward positions and Poletle in the center position. It's actually put on Pertle, and I don't know how. Yeah, different countries do different things, you know? You can do. Uh, notable backups would include... Oh, Plint Plurtle? Notable backups would include Patty Mills, Damari Carroll, Rudy Gay. Um, that's pretty much it. Marco Bellinelli. I'm excited for this team. Still have one of the best coaches in basketball. Yeah. And they get their point guard back. If, and if he, if he becomes the guy that they think he is... Kyle's really high on this guy. Yeah. I can see the Spurs making a big run. This as the, the Josh Freeman of point guards for Kyle. <laughs> Fair? Yeah. I I just really think that his athleticism and... Why are you laughing at me? I'm the athleticism. Yeah, guys. That's why he's laughing at you. It's part of the beer. <laughs> All right, keep going, keep going. I'm glad he's liking this episode. Well, we're, running out of, we're running out of time. Yeah, I just think that they have a. I think they have a bright, bright future with the backcourt. Kobe White's very good. Murray's very good. And you know what you're going to get from DeRozan and Aldridge. And you have Pop. And that's the uh, kind of the key to it all, honestly. Is it? I think so. I think that guy can turn you know, you know, salt into diamonds. Kyle, just a quick question. Is that a saying? You feel like doing a shot of private stock, though? Yeah, sure. Because right, the Bulls drafted Kobe White. What did I say? You said Kobe White. They have Derek White. Oh, yeah. Give me a... Um, all right, so while he's doing that, we'll move on. I'll, I'll give the specs out on the uh, second-to-last team here at Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks last year finished with a record of... <clears throat> sorry, 33-49, and 49, which was good enough for 14th in the Western Conference. Ooh, sorry, got a little Harper going on. <laughs> um, projected starting lineup for them is Wright and Doncic in the backcourt with Jackson and Porzingis in the forward positions and pa- uh, Powell at center. Notable backups include Seth Curry, Tim Hardaway Jr., Finney Smith, uh, Clever, and Brunson. They're just trying to be all foreign. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know. This team is the biggest question mark to me. I mean, not that they're going to make a playoff push. I don't think they are. They're not talented enough yet. Um, and I, to be honest, I haven't really seen from Porzingis what the world wants him to be since his like second year. Um, I think it's going to help having Doncic. Not that he doesn't have to be the guy. It's very hard to be the guy. Two years in the, in the league. Well, it's just also very hard to be the guy when you're him. Like because you're talking about a seven foot stretch five like we're not talking about anthony davis you know anthony davis you know porzingis he's not the offensive like juggernaut that davis is down low and he's got a better shot than davis and he's got good defensive capabilities but i think he just works i think he's going to work a lot better as a duo than he is as a single um i I think the biggest plus for this team is i'd like to see seth curry kind of keep doing what he was doing last year i I think that Doncic and Porzingis play very well, but I do not think it generates to wins. Oh. Think they're the worst team in the Western Conference? No, no. That, that's probably going to the Grizzlies. But I, I just don't. I think they'll win like 30, 34 games. But 
I just don't see it generating into a playoff team. I think they'll score. I think those two will play ex- exceptionally well. I think they'll be exciting to watch. Yeah, they'll be an exciting team to watch. But I don't. I guess I agree with you. I don't see it really amounting to anything to success. And last on the list is the New Orleans Pelicans, who finished thirty-three and forty-nine, best or good enough for thirteenth uh, uh, in the Western Conference last year. Projected starting lineup, uh, notable acquisitions and departures. Uh, they acquired the Lakers for Anthony Davis. <laughs> um, yep. Projected starting lineup for them going into the season. Lonzo Ball and Drew Holiday at the guards, uh, Ingram and Williamson at the forward positions, and Favors at the center position. Um, notable backups would include J.J. Redick, Brandon Ingram, Julio Okafor, Alexander Walken, and each one more. Um, I think this team has the largest ceiling to floor that we could possibly imagine for a team. Yeah. This could either just not work, or it could be fucking great. And for the NBA's sake, I, I, I hope it's great. Um, how great would it be if they've got the eight seed from the Lakers? But like, it just Brandon Ingram, you know, supposed to be great. Sorry, Brandon Ingram, his whole tenure in LA, not great, but not bad. If he can develop that into what he's supposed to be, you got something. You got Zion. Who yep. in preseason's looking pretty damn good. Yeah. You know, you got JJ Reddick who can help space the floor. You got And who's been to like thirteen straight playoff appearances. Never missed. <laughs> he hasn't missed the playoffs since he's been drafted. You know, you can got you name all the teams you played for, Kendall? I don't think I could. Go for it. Okay. All right. Alright, I'll give you I'm gonna give you a hint. Ready? Disney, Disney, cheesesteaks. Okay. Missed one. Was it fourth one? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Very short time. They actually played your Bulls in that playoff game. Ah, I'm All missing right. it. I'm missing it. Well, give me a hint then. All right. So Disney, Disney, cheesesteaks. They are. No, just like a notable thing. Cheesehead. Forgot all about that. He was a long time Packer. Forgot all about that, actually. So, Buck, Sixer, uh, uh, Laker, uh, Miami? He was never a Laker. Wow. Clipper, Orlando. Magic. Wow. Where's Orlando? Isn't it North Florida? Orlando's where Disney is in Florida. No, it's, it's Disney, Florida. They they changed the city. Disney, Florida. <laughs> Orlando doesn't exist. Uh, I think this is a team that could be very exciting to watch. Um, the, for me, the biggest question mark on the team is going to be Lonzo Ball. And I think he breaks out. Yeah, I think so too. I think I think this is what people have kind of been waiting for because now the pressure's off. Because it's going to sound stupid, but I was watching this video. It's called with too hype on porn. Oh, with too hype, and they. And they had a horse game with Lonzo Ball. The jump shot not even close to what it used to be. Yeah, we should watch that tonight. Yeah, I'm fine. Right. Actually, fine. new Bro Five videos on. Also, real quick, I, I, so do you have anything to add to this? Let's kind of wrap the, the Pelicans up. I, yeah. I think the Pelicans are the most exciting team to watch this year in the NBA. I, I think, think they're going to be fun. I think that they have 
I think they have five seed capabilities. I think that they have ten seed capabilities. Yeah. It's where it all meshes. I think the la- I think the earlier better than the latter. I think they finish somewhere in that seven. We didn't even seed. name their best player. They still have Drew Holiday. I did name him. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I did not hear that. But I, I, I like the team a lot. I, I, I expect a lot of good things from them. Who do, I, who do they project at their starting center? Derek Favors. Really? I I agree Over with you, Paul. For I say five seed. Why? Who would you pick? Oh, I just. I don't view him as a center, but I, th- I well, feel like it so would... it's either him, Julio Okafor, or Zion. I, I feel like it would be Okafor. He would play like the fifteen minute role and then come out. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Like, you know it's what I'm saying? Changeable. Neither him nor Derek Favors are going to be taking over the game. No, so but I mean, Derek Favors. JJ Reddick's going to be the guy off the bench, the spark off the bench for them. And each they one might more. Start him. Each one more too. I, they might bring Brandon Ingram off the bench. Who knows? But there's a lot to be excited about for this team. But this, so that wraps up uh, Souls real quick. I don't think anybody else really cares to do it. But Souls, you want to go ahead and give a rundown, one through eight, Western Conference predictions? Like we did last week with the East? Clippers. Um, Nuggets. Three's hard. Clippers, Nuggets, Warriors. Um... I'll put Rockets for. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head how I had it. Kind of like like you don't recite this to yourself at least three times a day. I'm going to go Clippers, Blazers, Nuggets, Warriors, Rockets, Jazz, um, Lakers. Pelican Spurs. Alright, so I'm changing. It, it, I think it's Clippers and Nuggets. Then I think it's Lasers, Jazz, uh, Rockets, Spurs, Pelicans, um, Phoenix. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm missing one. Kings? Yeah. I think the Kings get it. Yeah. Actually, that rounds it out. Um, that's the NBA pre-show. Next Monday, we do the NBA draft. Yeah, we have a special guest on. Yep, we have a special guest on. Maybe another one. <laughs> Gotta figure right. that out. Are we announcing the guest? Are we waiting? Well, his name's Christian. Mock met him. Yeah, if he could bring back my softball jersey, that'd be cool. Get over it. Kyle, you think he blows off the show like he blew off that game? No. Oh! He, he likes basketball. <laughs> Does it matter? Yeah. Like I said, probably better off he wasn't there. No. False. We played with three outfielders. <laughs> Who were the outfielders? Yeah. We, we can't talk about no, this no, right now. Go, go ahead. We're not talking about no, it. You know right I'm now. right. No. You're still wrong. <laughs> There's something I wanted to talk about after the show. We can uh, we can talk about David Ortiz's MLB postseason bracket because he called every series wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we could talk about MLB real quick because we're we're in the 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 CS games now. Um, yeah, Matt, your team fucked me. Everybody Royal. but the uh, everybody but the Yankees went full series. The Yankees swept the Twins, and the Astros beat out the uh, Rays in five. The Nationals beat the Dodgers in five, and the Cardinals beat the Braves in five. 
and now the uh, Nationals are on uh, on a pretty much unstoppable tear right now because they are dominating the Cardinals. I did say we were going to get swept in the series. Yeah, who? Uh, you did say that. Who would have thought that? Uh, what the hell? Who's the guy I that said pitched that actually game two before the series even started? Uh, she didn't say it on air, so there's no there's no record. Who pitched game two? Who pitched game one? Annabelle Sanchez. Yeah, who would have thought he was going to be good again? Did he fucking throw forty miles an hour? No. It's like me. No, can they just rule this incomplete? They ruled. They reversed it. They said it was a fumble. Damn it! It is a fumble. No, I know, but I mean, it's pretty much gain a point, lose a point. So I mean, it's just sorry. Don't give it to Aaron Jones. No, I don't care about that. No, Kyle's now hoping that Prater's going to drop the twenty-five points that he needs, <laughs> and he's pretty close. Right. But um, yeah. Um. So the Nationals are getting ready to go up three nothing on the Cardinals, and uh, last night the Astros were able to. That would have been from sixty. Sorry. The Astros were Don't able to uh, win it in extras against the Yankees to tie the series up 1-1. I believe they resume play tomorrow night Yep, in the Bronx. Yep. For yeah, we pick it up three. tomorrow. Game three. Yeah. They play three straight, right? It's 2-3-2? Two, two? Yes. So, yes. I mean, the way I look at it is, you know, the Yankees, the, the Nationals, it's pretty much wrapped up. I don't see the Cardinals coming back on a four straight, especially 2 They've and done eight. it. Call it a comeback. 2 in Washington, but... um. The Yankees Astros, I mean the Yankees did what they had to do, you know, the 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 Astros had to go five games to close out Tampa Bay, which means that they were uh, the Yankees were guaranteed no Verlander and no Cole for game 1. So, you know, they they had the cards played perfectly in their favor to go out and get a road win, which is what they did. They needed that. And then last night they kept with them tooth and nail. Verlander pitched well as usual. And uh but the Yankees, you know, they took Paxton out after after two and a two and a third, yeah, I think two and a third, and uh, but the but the bullpen you know pitched well, only gave up two more runs. Eventually, one of those being the game winner. But I would say the bullpen pitched good. It's... So you know now we're gonna we're gonna get into it. You know the, you know can the Yankees? What do you guys view from this? I mean, do you think the Yankees do a clean sweep at home, three straight to close out the series? I don't. I think they both. I think they split. You can't. It's three games. It's three games. Oh. No, two oh, two wins and a tie. Split. Two wins and a tie. I, I think the Yankees will take two, and they'll have, they'll have to win one in Houston. I think Houston wins two, and I only say that because one, they got to go through Cole game one, and he's just been a different monster this postseason. Like he he pitched well with the Pirates in postseason play. Let me ask you a question: You think so? If Cole if Cole goes out and gets the win in game three. And then they drop game four. Do you think that the, they might pitch Verlander for game? Do you think they might pitch Verlander for I game five? I don't think so. Five I think it'll still be Granky to try no, to I get think the Granky win. Will pitch game four. They they're already talking about doing bullpen games game four. But but why? Or would you want to save? Cole I, I don't know. Ver- I, that, or would you, would you want to save Cole before. and Verlander for home? You gotta get the win, no matter how what it is. You don't save anything. You pitch. Your best. Like, I don't know who the four is right now. Probably Brad Peacock, in my opinion. That's probably who it would be. But I think if you could... Granky's had a few days rest. I think you go Cole, Granky, back to Verlander. I don't think you mess around. Especially now with the Yankees. And then if you're... Yeah, yeah I get that. I get that. I mean, the Astros are in an ideal situation because you have, you know, three really good pitchers and the Yankees can, you know, they can knock it out. It, it, it's evident. It's kind of the, the, the blueprint for their success is, you know, they're going to, they're gonna, you know, 
hit the ball out of the ballpark as, as many times as they can. And I think you have the best defense against that with those three guys. So this is a very exciting matchup. I think this is kind of like the something we wanted for, I don't know, the better part of you know two seasons. I think if the, if the Yankees beat Cole, I think they'll beat Granky again. Then then whatever. Then Verlander throws Game Five. Okay, but but if they they the big one will be if they can beat Cole in that first game at Yankee Stadium. Kind of just kill the momentum, take you know take the series lead again. Now I, I think more people would be willing to predict this game. Would you, would you guys think it's fair that more people are willing to predict? That the Astros Yankees go seven games, then the Yankees winning it in five, right? Yeah. I, so, do you think this is going to hurt? Do you think this this series probably going six games or so will hurt the Nationals, who are kind of riding a hot hand right now and looking like they have all the potential in the world to close out the uh, close out the NL and another game, and then they're going to have a lot of rest. That's what I predict. I right? think that's going to be bad. For that. That's what I'm saying. You think it's going to the Nationals, right? Yeah, they, they, they need to continue well, playing. You, you feel, I mean, you see that in almost any sport. I mean, you see it, um, well, any sport with seven-game series. But, I mean, too much rest is almost bad. But, oh, well, I guess you see it in the NFL, too. Like, those teams that get their first-round bye that and they just come point. out wicked flat. You know, it, it's... I think the Nationals right now, they're they're an entirely, like, adrenaline. Everything is going their way. Well, if they have to wait, I think that's going to be in. keep in mind, too, like, baseball, especially for pitchers, for an entire season, they're on a, a schedule. It's you pitch, five days later you pitch, five yep. days later you pitch. Like, you, you get in that rhythm, and the postseason is not built for that. It's just you go from a five-man rotation, usually to a three- and and the you know the way series ends and so on, so the, these guys their timing gets completely thrown out, and it, you see it affect people. I mean, even the uh, yeah, it was, what was it last night or the night before with with Paxton? I mean, they were saying he had like an extra two days, and he didn't look good. Yeah, every batter was a first pitch ball, and it's you know it it messes people up in the playoffs. I'll put a a, a three shot bet for anyone who would like to, who would like to go. Uh, I, I'm going to go that uh, Houston celebrates uh, on Yankees. You think uh, they field. take all three? I think they take all three. I think the rest is just what they need, and they take just... it. I don't want to take because then I mean, it'll listen, happen. Listen, <laughs> if, if it's over for me if, they, if the Yankees win on t- <laughs> tomorrow night, I'll take that bet. You want to do it, Souls? All right. Nationals are winning it all, baby. Ugh, I hope not. What a how, how angry do you think Bryce Harper is? I don't think he cares. I I don't know about that. Why would he? Because he he's he's a ego guy. He got the money though. No, he, I understand, but but I mean, but it's more about the money than just with him. But but listen, every year he was in Washington, they would make the playoffs, lose in the first round, and he had to take the heat for it, and now he left. And the Washington Nationals were not supposed to make the playoffs this year. Yeah. I, mean, I said the, they would. I, no, I know. But that Pickle was a back. team. I said they would. It was a team that was not supposed to make the playoffs. And now, you know, they're, what, a game away from the World Series without I, I, him. I think he's uh, upset about it. And and the team he went to missed the playoffs. So th- there's got to be some type of. That, that's human nature. I don't know anyone who would be just fine with it. 
There's, he's got to be feeling some type of way. But I, like in the mindset of what I would think is, it's more about where his family is than where he is. Well, I don't think he's like fuming. I don't think he's like you know walking around with a bottle of gin. You know, <laughs> no, like I think, but I agree. <clears throat> I think it just, I think it does bother him that you know that I, they I were never so. able to make that next step, and the Nationals are doing it without he him. He was the guy there for what? I, how long was it? Ten years? Nine years? I don't know. It was a while. You know, it's amazing that he's only like eighteen, uh, twenty-six. Wow. Yeah. Who is that? You know, it's, it's amazing that he's only twenty-six years old. He's been in the league for like nine, ten years. Yeah, that's what I'm. I mean, because he came up right at eighteen. Because I'm pretty sure it was the year after I graduated high school, so it's yeah. 2011. He didn't even hit his prime yet. Yeah, he's pretty good. But that's what that's what I mean. It's it's gotta kind of bug him somewhat mentally that he you know the nationals had good teams when he was there and they couldn't better get it than done. this one yeah that's and they couldn't get it done and now this but team they didn't is going to be pitching a, they do now they right. still had scherzer but, in strasburg what do you mean they didn't have the third option that third option's key but still i mean they they had good teams they were a team consistently winning the division and they never had the bullpen but they were still consistently winning the division yeah i agree but it just didn't have the other pieces you can win a division by not having the best team. The Twins did it this year. The best team in that division, probably still the Indians. They were just ridiculed with injuries. R- riddled. <laughs> I said ridiculed. You know I know you oh, did. Kyle, I love you. All douchebags. <laughs> I saw what did I do? I saw him saying, Kendall was just like... <laughs> it was... You know what? Kendall, we're having a great show. It all pissed me off. Kyle, what are you getting mad for? Kyle, you fun of the fat kid. <laughs> Your point. We're all the fat You're fatter kids. than me. Your Your point. <laughs> no one was making fun of you. You just no. Nah, Kendall's got a gut. Kendall's got a gut. Kendall's a fat kid. He's Never just tall. Fugle. You're my best hope. I like my nuggets. Who's Rebecca? Anyways, my point is. The Indians had the best team in that division this year. Right. Until I, I they lost. I agree. I think They're, we're having a lot of good discussions, and we haven't really touched, touched on hockey, so you guys want to just chill another hour real quick, just bang on hockey? Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, if no. there wasn't the other hour aspect, but... You know, I've actually paid a you know, lot I, I gave the thumbs up to Mock to do that as a prank to Rebecca, and he was just like, oh, you know, no, nah, fuck him, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to be honest with you, I saw him doing the handsome... Didn't know what they meant. <laughs> I thought for sure he was like doing the "I'm gonna get Kyle mad" thing. Mad. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't know what he was gonna do. To hockey. Kyle, I didn't know it was hockey related. I, th- I we were right? talking Bryce Harper, and I thought for sure Paul's like, you know what? "I'm gonna get yeah. him. I'm gonna get him." I talked shit about Bryce Harper, but you know what? It wasn't their fault this year. What are you talking They'd about? They'd be in the playoff. They probably would have beat the Nationals. What? Yeah. Sit here first, folks. I mixed my name and folks. <laughs> it's, did folks. you say you said it here or you heard it here? Well, I, I said it. You here. said you said it here. I said it here. <laughs> said it here first. I'll say it later tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Well, when we get Joe Girardi. We'll be in good shape. So we were gonna do Jeopardy next week, but now we're not. I don't know. I don't know. Are we gonna have a full show? Yeah, I'll be here. Well, I think we're all gonna be here. But are we doing the draft? Yeah, but we could do that like 
That's on your phones. Oh. We're not doing a live draft. And then, like, we'll have an extra th- two people to do the, the Jeopardy game. Yeah, no, we're not going to do the Jeopardy game then. Why not? It's just not. We'll do, we'll do it the following week. All right. I, I just I wanted it to be you four. So can I get commitment from you guys? Yeah, Peter. No. Unless my, like, ball sack rips open. That's not an excuse. Then I'll be here. I want you to look behind you and t- I want you to see what that man's eyes are saying. What up, Jay? Like. Yeah, that guy's awesome. Ugh. That guy's smoking Jay. <laughs> smoking Jay. Go look at his Instagram. He has an Instagram. It's called If Jay Had an Instagram. He posted a photo where he photoshopped his own face onto one of the old Marlboro ads and it just captioned it Smoking Jay. It's the best. Um, beer reviews, gentlemen, souls. Super Sunshine, really good. Where does it rank in your favorite beers of all time? Four. Behind? Super uh, Duper Double Citra? Too Juicy. And Bears. What? It ranks above the Ninja Unicorn beer? Yeah, that beer was alright. You loved that beer when you had it. Yeah, but that was... I, I, like, I, this I, is really good. I surprised you like it. Bryce Harper. <laughs> I know what it tastes like. Red Baron, I know you're itching to get to this fucking beer review. You love it. I love it. I love the book. Yeah. Monks at the <laughs> From Spencer's, Massachusetts. Uh, 6.3%. Uh, I don't know the price. Uh, Riddler got I'm pretty sure. Um, Golden Cup. What does he? He's a good guy. Nope. Uh, bready, floral, uh, aromas. A similar flavor profile. He pulls all these out of his ass. He's just like, this one looks... I would start check this. checking boxes. Yeah, the way, when he checks off the flavor boxes, it's like when he does those, uh, those uh, bubbling tests. Where he's like, no, I haven't picked pee in a while. <laughs> that, is a, that is a part of it. Um, and my room and flavors almost always match. Because that's just how sensory works. Um, very tasty. I was very impressed by this beer. Awesome. Have you ever drank a good bourbon? Yes. So then you would know the nose and the palate produce two completely different things. Yeah, but I mean, the, there is a, a similar, there is a linking aspect of all those things. Yeah, but they shouldn't be the same. Well, no, but I mean, I wish there was more options. There's another. Well. What does it sound like? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. S- smooth. Uh, it, it is oddly heavy, though. Um, but I give it four stars and absolutely would get again. A very a, a sleeper. Prove it. I was surprised how good it was. Will you get it again or he get it again? No, I would get it again. You sure? I would. You don't like to buy your own beers. Wow. Kyle, not having this Kyle conversation. Kyle coming with the heat. Not having this conversation. Just naming facts, man. Kyle, let me put it. You call me fat every other week. So. What? When have I ever called you fat? Pat. N- Newton Hopkins got me this. Mock, tell him. Kyle, you still owe me $100. <laughs> no, let me you tell you something. I'm, you were drunk when you said it, but Here, you still owe me $100. Here's how the show goes. <laughs> Ready? Riddler has provided all... Or he's provided 93% of the craft beer on this show. Bar none. 93%. I don't even if I just say 94.5% of, for this show. For Listen, we've been doing this show for a very long time. As beer bought a majority, I provided... 71%. False. Yes. Any 30 rack, anything bought in abundance was purchased by me. So lay off, guy. Who drank most of it? Get better at drinking. <laughs> I don't want to. Number two, Infinite Universe. Back east. As he knocks back a private suck. I'll drink you in Pittsburgh. <sighs> Ooh. Get ready, soul. Oh, my. Get Shots ready, fired. Never drink the most beers. So. Oh, if I drink more than you, 
You take five shots of the private Souls, party. get ready. You're going to be pooping <laughs> your brains out. Oh, my God. Do you God. accept? Get ready, Souls. You <laughs> accept. I you accept. Wanna, you want to know something hilarious? Rebecca is in for such a terrible ride home now. Can you believe this guy? <laughs> you get ready, Souls. He's going to grab beers out of the fridge. Like, i got to start prepping now. <laughs> I've been trading. Kendall, I think the only way you could honestly beat him is if you drank 14 beers a day until we went to Pittsburgh. You're absolutely right. Also, if you pee first, I think you should do it within an hour before bed. That's not a rule. Don't pee, though. (laughs) Kyle, you can't say if you pee first, you win. He broke the seal. No. I changed my mind about going. I don't want to witness this. Shut up, Mass. Are you serious? This is going to be the best thing we've ever done. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The staring contest was the best thing. That was a lot of fun. Tell me I had a staring contest that lasted over 10 minutes. Matt, this is gonna we were both like crying blood. That, I think that was the same trip that the Steelers lost, Mets lost. When you ate the cigarettes? Ate yeah, the probably. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Yeah, that's pretty it much how that went. I think it was the same trip. I, I, I could be wrong. I'm sorry, what? It was. Anyway, beer reviews? Uh, I actually like a lot of back east beers. They're all pretty good. Um, this was awesome because it was kind of like, a, for an IPA, it was like oddly like a, a Creamy, which is not something I thought a guy should say, but it was kind of creamy tasting. And uh, three stars, not absolutely, we get again. Uh, earthy floral aroma, citrus flavor. What beer is it? I don't know. So, so Kendall, as you just mentioned, had oh. one of my infinite universes. Also, having this Oktoberfest, awful, awful beer. <laughs> yep. And um, as he as he said, from back east here in Connecticut, this might be one of the best beers I've had. This beer is very good. I'm not getting the... Uh, well, if it's one of the best mocks at, I'm probably going to hate it. I'm not getting the, the creamy aspect, but I see what he means. Ah. I don't see it. It tastes like butt cheeks. <laughs> that like that beer is so fantastic. It's, good. It's, it's got the good citrus taste to it. It's not overly heavy. That that beer is very good. That's it. actually pretty good. I like that. I'm a big fan of Mass because every time someone reviews a beer that he's currently got, he does, oh, this is what he does. Everyone just watch me. This is what he does sometimes. <laughs> yeah, like it. Yeah, not too shabby. <laughs> it's not a Coors Light, but I I do enjoy this beer very Mass, much. The beer is about as the beer is about as creamy as Bud Light. <laughs> I would I buy this crazy. almost any time I saw it in a store. Yeah. Mass, Chris Massey, top two. What do you got? So, I had uh, the Twisted Monkey from Victory Brewing. Careful. Brass Monkey. Burr, 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 burr. Motown Monkey. Um, <laughs> surprisingly, actually really enjoyed this beer. Shut up, Mass. Give it, give it three and a half to four stars. Like, wow. I'd, I'd definitely buy this again. I'd take uh, take two six-packs of this and crunch it in a weekend. <laughs> Hey, listen, that's a lot for me. For the listeners. What's funnier, that, ca- that Mass is kind of like like the new Souls, or that Souls tries to like treat Mass like he's the Souls. Hey, we have three weeks. Shut up, Mass! This show's been amazing. We have three weeks until Pittsburgh. Yes. We're not going. Maybe guys, Connor Barwin retired. No. What team did he play for? The last played for us. I don't know. He didn't play for GSWD. <laughs> we cut him a long time ago. Uh, I had the uh, I had three beers today. I started off with a little juicy from Two Roads, the uh, DDH NEIPA. Backwards? So the uh, A-P-I-E-N-H-D-D. I think that's it. You guessed. <laughs> More impressive souls. Um, 
pretty good. I like it. Um, I know Mark's not a fan, but I like the little juicy, um, citrusy, floral. It's a good beer. Hazy. Love it. Uh, third, I had the Firefly Hollow Oktoberfest <laughs> beer. Um, it smelt and tasted the same, which was nothing. Wait, hold on. Can I, what's the first thing you think of Fireflies? Um, Vibe with me, dude. Yeah. It. It's terrible. This beer is fucking atrocious. This is oh. the worst Oktoberfest. This might be the worst beer I've ever had. <laughs> it's pretty goddamn bad. I would rather drink Genesee Light that's been microwaved than drink <laughs> this. Um, but in the second tier, I had Boulevard Steep Drop, which is a nitro coffee milk stout, which I thought was fucking bomb. It was really good. Um, it was just a little bit of that like kind of chalky creaminess that, that you expect from these, but pretty flavorful, nice coffee aromas to it, not too crazy on the coffee taste. Um, the nitro really kicked into it. The milk stout made it nice and uh, velvety. Um, I liked it a lot. I would give that one the, the little juicy. I would give a solid three stars. I would get it again. Um, it's not gonna be my first beer choice, but I would drink it. The uh, Firefly Hollow Oktoberfest would give negative two stars. Would burn if found. And the uh, <laughs> steep drop from Boulevard, uh, I'd give it four stars. Absolutely would get it again. And if I didn't say before, the Firefly Hollow Oktoberfest, um, negative two stars would burn if found. I one time put like a hard candy in a vodka to try to make a flavored vodka. It was a starburst. <laughs> when I took a, a sip of this, I was, that's the first thing I got. <laughs> that I, was a starburst. I had never experienced that thing again. That was pretty funny. Until tonight. Where can they find us on social media? Well. Can they find us on Spreaker? We're on Spreaker right now. What about yeah. on Spreaker? But. You can find us on Facebook Spreaker. and Instagram at Getting Sports with Drunk. Also Spreaker. Twitter is GSWD underscore four. Make sure you use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it's drinking shitty Oktoberfest beer or uh, using made-up vocabulary in the soul's dictionary of life. Also, Hey, I tried. Subscribe Spreaker. on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And Spreaker. Be sure to check out the Peter Pino Show Wednesday night here on PPRN from 7.30 to 10.30. Which uh, Souls will not be on. Thank you for that. Like we gave like that announcement. Like He's usually on it, but yeah. this week it's like a no-go for him. I'm holding out. Souls is always welcome. Wyvern's always welcome. Souls, why don't you tell us about your achievement today? Yeah, so I'm at work today, right? <laughs> and I broke a record. And what's that record? Can you fucking let me talk? He he discovered the smoked salmon whopper. <laughs> oh, we had a bus. Smoked today. salmon king. We had a bus. Um, they ordered three hundred and eighty-five dollars worth of food. Let me tell you something. They could have just fucking did it single-handedly. It would have been a lot better. But the dumbasses let one person pay because they probably won at the casino. <laughs> you know what, guys? I hit the Willy Wonka big time. I got Burger King. <laughs> Fucking horseshit. <laughs> Hit it on the way home. Rodeos for everybody. Was it like a bunch of individual orders? Or somebody just no, ordered it was like... one big order. 20 How? number two with cheese. How much was it, you said? Which 385. Awesome, because nice. they're all meals. Yeah. Which is amazing. It was 40 fried and 40 drinks. Did you fuck it up? No, dude, I made it. It took me like a half hour. So, yeah. I kept running out of meat. <laughs> I couldn't take everything from drive-thru I'm not, I'm not a Can you degenerate. imagine a bus just fucking pulls up to the drive-thru? All I think about is Me <laughs> That's right 
beaker. How is it served in a pork order? You have like a, you have like a big bulk anchovies. How do you serve a big order like that? Like, is it a big bulk? Paper bag. I had a three hundred dollar order. Fucking uh, I believe it's going to be the same bags, just a lot because, of. Because yeah. you sell them to go pick something out of the dumpsters on them. <laughs> Help yourself, guys. They're they're not assholes in drive through. So speaking of fast food and dumpsters, uh... <laughs> I was behind my local Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> they actually voted the worst fast food restaurant. Wendy's. Yeah. Wow, really? Yeah, you know why? You know why? Because they fuck up every order. Every location. I've is never either... had a thing messed up there. Every location is either hit or miss. The one in Middletown, I've never had anything bad ever happen in order. The one in Wallingford, I've never once gotten what I've asked for. Yeah, Wallingford's ever. bad. Really ever. Bad. Anyway. Reward number two. Nice. Um, Your location specifically. Nah, my location sucks. What was one? McNaldo's? Uh, McDick's. Because that's bullshit. Do you guys have a rivalry with McDonald's? Does that exist? I mean, I don't really give a shit, but people do. I think the people not. Do you know working how many there. times we've picked Kyle up at Burger King, go directly to McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> over under, real quick. We'll go around the room. Mass knows how to. Over under. What, what do you think's like the about amount of times that when you've picked Kyle up from work, you've either taken him to Taco Bell or McDonald's after work? Kyle and I have always been pretty heavy Taco Bell users. Well, what's what's the number? Over yeah, under so we'll 80. say Taco Bell's heavier. So, like, wh- how many times do you think you picked Kyle up from work, and how many times do you think resulted in a Taco Bell trip? I would over say... under 80. Are you kidding me? 80. Like, Wait, lifetime? Uh, over under 800. A lot. So if you're doing over, 80, over under 80, I, it was over 80 last calendar year. <laughs> I was going to say. Well, at All right, so Paul. last calendar year. Yeah, for sure, Paul. All right, so last calendar year. So happens to be bang over cousin. under 120. Tell you what, Nick's got a sweet ass. I, in the scenario you're providing, where I'm picking up Kyle and we're going to a restaurant, in last no Taco Bell, Taco Bell or McDonald's, specifically, or, is it, it over or under 120? It, it comes to this exact number. We go 100 percent of the time. Do <laughs> 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 so you think you picked Kyle from work more than 120 times? Yeah, right. and we, we we have never gone. We've always gone to Taco Bell. That's Mark, kind of what about you? Thing. What do you think? I'm sorry. What was the number? So what's the over number for Mark? Uh, he's picked Kyle up from work more than Kendall has. 150. Yes. Well, well, here's the thing. Um, Taco Bell over Kyle. A lot of it's softball. I was say, because I picked Kyle, I, I brought Kyle home more from events versus work. No, but you picked him up from work to go, like, to hang out or oh, to really? go to the event. So, not this thing you had to eat McDonald's, but how many times, like, if you picked Kyle up from work to go to a softball game, because like, you saw McDonald's real quick? Well, that's different, because we usually go to you know Five what? Guys or Jersey Mike's. Yeah, that's the thing. It's yeah, usually see, Five me, Guys or Jersey Mike's. For me, it's the McDonald's Taco Bell thing is still very high, but the uh, Cumberland Farms rib sandwich comes into play a lot, too. <laughs> Kyle has been specifically requesting that a lot. Um, I would say... Not the, recently. I haven't been, you haven't been coming. You haven't been asking. Jared does... Jared from Subway, man. Now, if you talk about Jared, every night he brings me home. Yeah, but not even close to the numbers we touch. No. Kyle, you have to understand that from, let's go June of 2018 to April 1st of 2019, I picked you up every Wednesday and Saturday night, and we went to Taco Bell after every single visit. Or McDonald's. McDonald's if you had to stay late. 
Because <laughs> Taco Bell closes at one. This is fucking bullshit. I would say my numbers probably are right around two. Two to two fifty. Somewhere in that range. Two thousand. With the occasional diner mixed in. And not the good diner. I still have not been to the diner with you guys. I kinda want a rip sandwich now. I think <laughs> we don't pass the companies though. Alright, so uh pretty much sums it up. Next week we're gonna do the NBA draft here. Um we're gonna have special guests on, maybe two. So uh I don't know what we're gonna talk about. We'll probably wrap up some we'll do some more MLB postseason talk. We'll be on speaker. We'll be on speaker. We'll probably do some. We'll do definitely do some NFL breakdown. Um, we'll come up with some stories and shit to talk about. Anybody here wants to come up with something they'd like to do a little segment on? More than willing. You guys have plenty of time. Um, unfortunately, I have to total up some scores off the air because the uh, Packers Lions game is not over yet, so we don't know what Kendall's final score stands at. But um, we'll we'll announce what divisions everyone had last week and where they finished. Um, but yeah, pretty much until then, uh, I guess. Wraps it up. I'm your hostess, Cupcake the Riddler. I'm Mark. Shane Washable. No. I'm the bad guy, Souls. Oh. The mask was massive. You're the bad guy, Billy Ellis Souls. <laughs> and I'm the Red Baron. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah.